did you ever <laughs> did you ever decide to just eat spicy? So I just dumped like red pepper flakes, like there was a coating, right? And I knew as I was taking this road, uh-huh. you know, where it was going to lead me eventually. I don't I, like, I need a, sh- I need a shower. <laughs> I, I, like I need to like, like what I just did should be illegal in the continental United States. Give it, it time and it will be. Mega Dads Live is a mature-rated podcast. It's for the Mega Dads, the Mega Moms, but not the Mega Kids. So put on those earmuffs and let's go! Welcome everyone to Mega Dads Live, your monthly visit to the intersection of where gamer life meets real life. Coming to you from the 33rd floor of the newly minted Mega Dads headquarters located in the heart of our nation's capital, Champlin, Minnesota. My name is Adam Leonard and joining me today and every day live on the switchboard is my personal assistant, Mabel. Mabel, how are we doing today? no kidding oh my god what what did you what were you up to this weekend no kidding really (laughs) you know i like it when you talk to me like that but i i am a married man I, I, no, I know, no, I know. I, we just we got to keep it professional, but like, no, for real. Like, what what did you do um, over the weekend? You know, we're, we're getting ready to do a new podcast. You know, were you being were you getting prep work done, doing some? Oh, yeah. That's a very long drive just to just to take a shit in in Ted Cruz's mailbox. But you know, hey, I completely I completely get behind that. I totally understand. How bad's the line for that these days, Mabel? It's that it's, it's, the mailbox is full of special deliveries. And that voice, of course, is the first man on the panel who practically needs no real introduction. He is our nation's leading expert on the effects of altitude sickness on domestic cats, Dr. William Horatio Schultz. How you doing, William? Uh, I'm good. We just finished, you know... Some of the, you know what the, you know those planes that go real, real high and you do mm-hmm. zero G shit in them? Yes. They just had uh, the, uh, an episode of The Bachelor. Oh, cool. I wouldn't yeah. know. I don't watch it. I'm not a 40 something housewife. <laughs> I am. Got it. Um, that's fine. I'm, you know what? Good for you, man. Yeah. I, lo- I like what I like. I like you what do. I like. You do. I now feel bad for saying what I did. <laughs> <laughs> but not as bad as those cats I took into uh, low altitude orbit. Bad results Motion, this week? Um, yeah, but not really unclear how much of it is the motion sickness mm-hmm. and how much of it is um, that they weren't just in fear for their lives and like panic shitting. <laughs> oh, so you had zero gravity cat shit. Oh my god! Well, I mean, Steve did. I, I was on the ground, you know. Oh yeah, you're. I, con- I'm the you're head con- of the panel. Con- I get to sit at mission control. <laughs> like. 
I don't have to be at ground zero anymore. I did my time. I'm going to be daydreaming of, of cats in zero G until I like research it and see a video of like what it actually looks like. But there's a picture in my head. That voice that you just heard, by the way, is our third chair. The man most recently seen setting up a needle exchange in the abandoned Kmart down the street. Tony Stromboli. Tony, <laughs> Tony, how you doing? Greetings, everyone. Mega parents out there. I read an article that they're telling uh, astronauts not to masturbate while they're on the space station because the fluids may like there's a chance that they will like impregnate fellow astronauts. So you have to be very careful with, you know, the, you know, when it spreads and stuff. If you're, I'd, are you an expert on this? Cause I, I have a question. I just heard it was, I okay, just well, heard, I heard it was a thing. I heard on a different podcast that when you nut, it push you backward. <laughs> <laughs> Can you comment on that? <laughs> I don't know. I mean, you guys remember Mario Sunshine? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> what are we talking about? Anyway, I'm I'm happy when to be here. When you nut in here. space, it push you backward. <laughs> so if you're I... jacking it in zero G's, is do you think that is? Do you think that's more difficult to get the kind of momentum that you need to to do the job, or do you think that weightlessness creates like a sense of? Uh, euphoria that actually accelerates the process i think you're scared out of your mind that you're gonna blow the hatch right <laughs> isn't that what you're thinking this, that like, was the original ending of alien <laughs> <laughs> i don't know what we're talking about anymore but i don't i don't know stop when you nut it push you backward <laughs> and then into the hatch opening button space <laughs> space is fascinating we're there yeah. Yafit Koto read that script and he's like, y'all, we need to talk. <laughs> Most of it's good, but we got to talk about the nut push you backwards scene. <laughs> it's, like a, it's like a three hour director's cut. So I, I've been, I've been having a very rough <laughs> 2022. No, but like, but like specifically the last month or so for me has been just like colossal shitstorm you know we obviously we had a month off here because my pc took a dump and right now i've got a default or not a default a faulty uh panel behind my brand new oled tv that <gasps> i have to have fucking oh, fixed which is so there's like this very fine vertical red line that only shows up in certain colors so like if you're watching tv or you're watching a movie you can't really tell but if you're playing a very colorful video game it's like it's right there right anyway there everything is breaking everything is busting down and i had this hilarious experience where um my ps this is this isn't the funny part but my P, my ps5 was shutting down just shutting down on its own um and so i decided that i'm going to take this thing apart and blow out mm. the fans right and which is, you know, they've got those side panels. You just pop it off and then you take a can of uh, canned air and you blow out the fans or whatever. No big deal. I did that and it was fine and it worked. But as I was doing that, I decided that I'm also going to install an SSD. Mm. I'm going to upgrade. I'm going to upgrade my hard drive again. Super easy process. All you need is a screwdriver and it, you're three, three minutes in, three minutes out. 
and you're done. The funny part is that I did this while my father-in-law was over. And my father-in-law is Mr. Tools, Mr. Fix-It. Like he literally does everything that you can imagine. He can fix it, he can build it, whatever. I am not a handy individual. And undertaking this process, I got, you know, I got the PlayStation 5 on the table. I got the screwdriver out. I got the can of air. <laughs> and he, he saw this. He saw me attempting to do this. And I was like, Elliot, come on, we're going to do this together. And he saw me pop the panels off the PlayStation 5. And he like immediately approached and inserted himself into the situation to help me use a Phillips screwdriver. <laughs> <laughs> Try to tie left to loose it so on. And I don't know if this was like he was fearing for my safety, knowing that I I you know I can't even operate the dishwasher without hurting myself. Or if he saw this as like a serious bonding moment between us. He's like <laughs> he's like, wait, this is video games, which he <laughs> likes, and a screwdriver, which I like. Let's do this together. But either way he, he tag-teamed putting in this SSD with me into the PlayStation, which is a process that anyone with half a brain cell can do in under three minutes. And it was the most awkward experience that I just found incredibly hilarious, kind of heartwarming as well. I thought that he was going to pull out some WD-40 and like start <laughs> squirting it all around when your it, back was turned, you know? He's like, was, oh, don't worry, I brought mine and just like, right? like just fills your PS5. I don't know if he, I don't know if like tools are like a magnet for him and he just felt drawn to this to this event but there was, there was no reason for him to help me. I didn't ask for any help and he just swept right in like lickety split. What are your experiences with in-laws in regards to your gaming? Um, do they know <laughs> that you are gamers? Do they identify? Do they think it's ridiculous? Like, I've got this huge office right here. My my father-in-law built me these shelves strictly for my toys, right? So, like, he gets okay. it. He's not a he doesn't understand it, but like he, you know, it's not anything to be shameful of. I, I don't hide it, but what's your guys' experience with that? So, um, we don't really talk to Liz's parents. Um, well, that, 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 <laughs> that, that kind of solves that, doesn't it? <laughs> it sure does. Um, she called me a rapist once, <gasps> but I don't think that had to do with video games. <laughs> I don't know where that's that's family for you. No, seriously. Holy crap. Yeah, no, yeah, no, she's a she's a real piece of shit. <laughs> <laughs> my, son, my, my son hates her too. It's fun. Oh, that's you know, okay. Up family. <laughs> yeah. I mean that's how it is sometimes. You can't pick them, you know what I mean? Like mm -hmm. my mother in law was a guest on uh, mega dad's it for like a segment that i had done yes so she knows like of my gaming she'll give me like gaming I, theme i love her yeah she'll give me gaming thing stuff like here and there mm -hmm. and she'll like it like a cool mario shirt or like she got me a a controller one time for the switch and uh yeah i mean it's it's good like it's kind of a spoiler for later, but like they have these collaborative games coming out like uh, as dust falls is like play with your family but there's no way that knowing gaming and how crazy and weird it could get that I right. would sit down and play something with them. Like 
I hardly played with uh, anyone except my parents a little bit when the Wii Sports came out. So mm. I, I don't really the the two worlds do not meld you know other than like a superficial level really you don't like play gta online with them or anything oh my god <laughs> if my mom to this day i'm 40 something years well, what am i i don't know i might be 40 i'm around 40 <laughs> years old but if my mom knew i played gta to this day she'd whoop my ass she'd be like what are you doing what are you doing <laughs> see my Shoot dad loves me. to play games <laughs> really that's loves, cool yeah. that's good yeah um i <laughs> Yeah, uh, I guess I can go into that a little bit. Um, he brought in the first few consoles we had, uh, an NES. We had an NES, um, and I would play that. I would ask him to set it up for me, and he would do it. And then I would play and see how much I could play before they woke up, whatever, on and on. So mm-hmm. then he sold that, um, and then nothing for a while. And then he got kind of twitchy on a Saturday, and we rented a, a Genesis. <gasps> so then we got a Genesis... <laughs> And then wow. he didn't really play a lot of games. I got my, I got a PlayStation. I asked for one for Christmas. I got it. Sweet. He he didn't really deal with it much. If he had some real problems with how much I would play it in a sitting. Hmm. Um. Then then we got Final Fantasy VII, and he started to play that. Nice. And then he started to play games pretty heavy. On occasion, he's still a man that does not know how to take a break <laughs> or fucking relax. Yep, and he has the artificial joints to prove it. Uh, oh. Yeah, but no, he's he does he plays. Oh, that's cool. A- Adam, do we play with toys? Do we play with toys? Yeah, is that what this is? Is, is video games toys? Is that what you're asking? No. Yeah. Should we no. be ash- should we be ashamed? Am I? No, 40? no, 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 no. I Are have toys. Something playing with toys. Yeah, I mean, like you're like, no, that's not my toys. I have toys. Yeah, no, I I got toys and shit in here. <laughs> video games ain't it. Okay. All right. So let's get into the business. We've got games that we play. We've got super positives to to talk about. We got video games to cover. We're going to start with those positives. That's what we do every single month. And it sounds a little something like this. Mega Dad's being super positive. Let's talk about something that's bringing joy to our hearts this month. Tony, I know you got some exciting stuff going on in your life paint swatches okay so you go and you have love paint swatches you have the opportunity you know we just bought a house yesterday you know we closed it was very smooth process great but the best part of life is just like let's change this environment with a fresh coat of paint and i have all the onus to pick what i want my environment to look like and this is not you know, this is an adult thing, isn't it? I mean, when you're younger, it's like, okay, you know, whatever. You're not excited by paint color, but mm-hmm. now I'm talking about how this green makes me feel. You know, I'm talking about <laughs> like what shade best describes my uh, living room preference. So yes. we have been like messing with colors and picking them out for weeks leading up That's to That's so closing. much fun. The painting now, itself sucks. Oh, no, it's not that. Yeah, it's yeah. you don't want to do it. You're, but right. we put uh, samples on the wall like a couple hours ago and just like, you know, let them dry and like looking at them in different light. And it's it's just wild what excites you uh, as an adult. But it does bring me joy. And we did find a green that says sophisticated yet full of energy. 
and that's what we're going with in like an accent wall and this is the type of stuff that brings me joy now adam paint colors picking them out i i, I hear you do? i just did the accent wall in my office here like a couple of months ago and it was one of the most exciting things that i've done in a long time that's fucking fun i love it good choice will will you got some super positive no how can we be done he didn't tell us what green it is uh my wife found a mix between mallard green and pine and then mixed half and half to create what she calls uh, Maramora Green, which is the name of the street we live on. And it is beautiful. I will be posting photos at me- on the Megadad's Twitter. So follow you have to do some Megadads sort of, yeah, Twitter. that's yeah. absolutely necessary. Man, I am glad that those were two words that were descriptive enough that I could kind of picture the green. I was ready for like, <laughs> yeah. I was ready for like, Pacific Northwest sunset. Oh yeah, no, it's it's kind of descriptive, isn't it? Yeah, like, no, it was. Green. It yeah. was. So it's, that's it's good. It's nice. Yeah, it's a, kind of a, a hint of blue in the green. You know, it's it, it's great. Lovely. Anyway, my turn. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So, I reinstalled Duolingo, and I've been using that on my phone. I haven't, oh. I haven't hit anything new yet. I'm very much refreshing some stuff that I've known for a good long time. But they've really fucked with this app since the last time I used it. It's got a lot more shit in it now. It does this thing where it puts you, it puts you in a league and you compete with how much XP you're earning per day. And for whatever reason, I find that incredibly, yeah, I find that incredibly stimulating. Mm, uh, oh. I've opened it this morning. Uh, the race between one and two is is going to be tight. Uh, today is the last day, and like I'm going to get my promotion to the next tier, but I want to win. I want to beat Gludi Oropesa. Yeah, Gludi and I can Oropesa. do that. I can We're do that. Gludi, Gludi's done. Nelson Nelson was in it for a while, but now there's a good 300-point gap between me and him, so I'm not worried about Nelson anymore. So, <laughs> so the app helps you learn a language, and it's gamified, but yeah. how, how much is it? Is like subscription, I'm guessing, monthly? Um, You can. Oh, so there's a free version? Yeah, there's a free version, yeah. It's just oh, like ad-supported. Wow. Was it Duolingo or Duolingo? Duo. Um, D-U-O Lingo. <laughs> How do you earn the XP? Do you have to talk into the phone? Um, no. Uh, there's listening, matching. Oh. I do. I've set it up to where I can swap out a different language keyboard and just make it more difficult for myself. But yeah, no, it's it's free. You can pay for it, but I assume you're doing Japanese. That. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it's all are. been reviewed so far, but I'm picking it up. It's all right. You know, I quite a while ago, I was trying to, I can't even remember what, it wasn't Rosetta Stone, but I had some sort of program, but it was so damn long ago, like it was on CD, and I would listen <laughs> in, my, in my vehicle, and I haven't been able to find uh, um, an adequate replacement for it, because I was thinking the same thing, like, man, I would love to get back to brushing up on my Japanese Duolingo. Okay. All right. I might check that out too. That sounds really cool. My well, if you do, positive. let me oh. know and we can like... We can battle? Maybe. Cool. I don't it's know. Like... I don't have any. <laughs> I don't have any friends. 
Um, my super positive is today, uh, it is, we're recording this on a Saturday. It's kind of balls hot outside, but what we decided to do is we're turning our backyard into like a water park for the kids. So we got the pool out, we got the slip and slide out, we got tables full of water and, and soap and bubbles and water balloons and sprinklers going. Um, so as soon as we're done here, I'm going to I'm gonna get my fat ass in a swimsuit and I'm going to go on a slip and slide, which I haven't done in a long time. And if I hurt myself... Uh, Antonio, I might have to send you some some uh, footage or some uh, audio files to edit this podcast for Monday because uh, I haven't been on a slip inside in a long time, and I'm I'm worried that I might break something. But I'm gonna I'm gonna do it. I'm gonna do it up. I'm gonna slip I just had this mental ass. image of me popping your hip back in for you. Yeah. Like, but while you're covered in soap and we're both yeah. kind of like glistening, it's and kind of hot, slippery, Not like weather oh, hot, and- but like. Hot, like hot. there's water on us, but we're uh-huh. also sweaty, so it's like yeah. a mix. And then bubbles like bubbles in all the right places. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Well, the other thing that we do here on Mega Dads is the Mega Dads hot take, which that you know that could that could be considered a hot take. Uh, if we have something very heated that we're getting on about, and one of us wants to just close the door on the topic and put a definitive spin on things, you're gonna hear this sound right here. signaling it's time to end it with our definitive take on the given situation we also have the mega dad's dictionary every month i go online and i find a term to bring to this podcast for us to use throughout the course in natural conversation um i found one today i found a dictionary term today that i don't think is necessarily cool or hip but it is something that is absolutely accurate um, to where I live, and I'm curious if people uh, do it in your section um, of the world. It It is uh, the dictionary term, if we use it correctly, hear this sound right here. That signals we did it right, we get a point, blah, 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 we're going to move on. But the term itself, I got to get my, uh, I got to get my drum roll here. Is ope. And ope itself, you hear ope and you're like, what the fuck is ope? But I'm going to use it in context. And this is a very Minnesotan thing. And you get, and Antonio, you live in the Midwest, right? You're considered Midwest, right? Yes, it's Chicago. Okay. Yep. So ope is kind of like, like an exclamation, like a filler word. So like if I were to bump into Antonio on the street, I go, ope, sorry, I didn't mean to hit you. Or if I drop my keys, I'm like, ope, I dropped my keys. Do people do that there? Um, Ope is very heavily in rotation in Minnesota. Oh, uh, I forgot to get this. I'm going to run inside and go grab that. I didn't know that this was a word. I thought this oh, was just oh, a sound we made. Oh, oh, I dropped my cocaine. So whoops is what, you know, people. Right. It's basically like whoops. Right. But I didn't know that we had that this was our thing. I never even thought about it. But yeah, Ope is oh, like, oh, right. sorry. Oh, I, so this is a Midwest thing? I guess that's what I'm reading. Will, have you ever heard Ope? Um, not in real life, no. <laughs> so like, oops. And it's like oops or whoops, yeah, but it's yeah, ope. but it's ope. ope. Ope is like oh, there it is. Like, yes, ope, there it is. Like, we do it know? all the time. Yeah, and I, mean, I read this constantly. and I was just laughing to myself because I'm like, holy shit! Like that's a, that's so. I use it all the time. 
So naturally, that had to be that had to be. Oh, is our is our dictionary term? So and finally, uh, finally we have uh, we have podcast timeout. Uh, so if somebody says something incredibly stupid, uh, and then we say we say, oh, you can't say that. And then, and then that person has to shut up for a solid two minutes. You guys did that to me last month, I think. <laughs> you, you put me on timeout. Had Bitch. to. Oh, oh, that's what it is. So that's what we got, guys. <laughs> that's <Oak>. what we got. <laughs> How do you spell O? O P E. O P E. You know me. <laughs> I think we should talk about some video games. How's Why that not? sound? Sure. That sounds nice. I've right. done that every once in a while. We're going to we're going to get into the games that we've been playing in our press start segment. The first game I think we should talk about is a game all about pussy. <gasps> Stray is an adventure game developed by Blue 12 Studios, published by Annapurna Interactive, and it's available now on the PlayStation and PC. Now, I know that Will has been playing Stray. I have yep. been playing Stray. Antonio, have you been playing Stray? No, I'm not a PlayStation owner at the moment. Okay. Um, so I have you not played. Play Antonio, can you? Don't you don't like you yeah. don't like cats. I thought that uh, people who play PlayStation don't see any value in PC games. <laughs> <laughs> that's that's tomfoolery. That's just that's just not true. Um, I want Will. I want you to describe the game because you've played it all the way through. You finished this game, correct? Twice. Ooh, yeah. Will finishes twice. That's amazing. <laughs> so why don't well, you? Well, the second time was the second time was a little quick. It was under two hours. So <laughs> why don't you tell us what this game is all about, and then I will insert myself and provide my opinions as well. Okay, sure. So you are a cat, and you wander about doing cat things in an environment largely exclusively populated by robots. Robots that have kind of decided that they're people, because there are no more people. So -hmm. they've got little fun hats and shirts and things. But you're a cat, there's a dedicated meow button, but not a dedicated jump button. Uh, oh, because you know cats don't jump that's not a thing they do uh, you roam around this little sealed in city and you yeah you cat you can take a nap you can take a nap in some places you can trip people if they're walking around by getting under their feet oh. uh, some people you can do that thing cats do where you just kind of like rub up on them and purr a little bit Hmm. Oh, important thing I missed. If you take a nap, the controller does vibrate like the cat is purring while the cat purr plays out of the speaker in the dual sense. Sweet. So, you know, all the all the catty details are here. You can you sharpen your little, claws. Yeah, you can scratch on shit. I got to say, when you, when you sharpen those claws, the resistance and the triggers, I find that so goddamn stimulating. Oh, fuck <laughs> it's yeah. Just like the le- it's just like, it's the weirdest thing, but you're like, oh, man, yeah, that's the stuff. <laughs> yeah, it's really good. I, I I really enjoyed that. There's like a trophy for scratching in every chapter of the game, and I was like, try to stop me. I'm going to do it just because it feels nice. <laughs> <laughs> so you got some heavy dual sense implementation in this game. I didn't realize that. Yeah. yeah, yeah, it's, 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 
You know, like when you rub up against the legs and stuff, there's like slight resistance there. Like you said, when you purr and things like that, you can you can kind of feel it. No, that's um, cool. That's what I think. That's amazing. Uh, mm-hmm. I, I love when I hear the dual sense being utilized. Like mm-hmm. it gives me hope for more immersion in the future. I say, to me, it's all about the triggers, right? Mm-hmm. It's that adaptive yeah, triggers. It's, are it's, rad. That programmable, it's that programmable and variable trigger resistance. That oh, I love it. I love it. That's awesome. So, oh, and you can meow in most of the cutscenes. Most oh, of the cutscenes, if you yeah, if you, there are a few that are like full on pre rendered and you can't do anything, but most of them, you can if you just sit there and hammer on the circle button, you can just sit there and meow over and over again. So this is a very like chill, zen, um, go at your own pace kind of a game. Uh, okay. Which, which I, which I like, right? I mean, like you can just kind of wander around and knock uh, pots and and bottles and shit off of shelves, and you know, just cat around. But there is, there's an objective. You know, there is something, a goal, to, mission structure. You know, objectives to complete and tasks to complete and stuff like that. I, I like most of this game. I, mm. I would say, I would say that I really enjoy the setting. The ambiance is fantastic. The, the environmental storytelling is is really good. Um, but you, you really have to be kind of like in the right mindset, I think, to play this game. Like if you want to play something where you're, I mean, it's not fast paced, right? It's not a quick pick up and play kind of game. It's like, relax, take it slow and just like soak in the world kind of a game. Would you agree with that? I would. I would agree with that. Mm-hmm. The, thing, the things that drive me batshit crazy about this game are the things like there is no there is no dedicated jump button which makes sense like you said cats don't go around jumping okay but the problem with that is it's it's all context sensitive so as you're walking around and looking at the environment there are certain platforms that you can jump on and lots of air conditioners Lots of air conditioners, lots of shelves. Lots of window units. Yeah. Couches and things like that. Mm -hmm. But you'll get a little icon, a little button icon where you can jump. And my frustration comes in, one, the fact that there are plenty of things that you should be able to jump on that you cannot. I find a lot of instances where I'm like, why can I not just jump on this thing? And it's not because my reticule isn't like I'm not looking at it closely enough. It's just, you can't, you just can't jump on it for some reason. The other thing is oftentimes when I want to jump on a certain thing, I get triggered to jump on something else. So I'm looking at an item that I'm uh, a platform that I'm assuming I'm going to jump on. I push the contact sensitive quote unquote jump button, but I end up jumping down on something else that is being activated by the context or whatever. Yeah, like if you don't, if you're not lined up exactly right, like the little uh, icon will bounce back and forth between the thing that's up and like just jumping to the floor. That icon is constantly moving depending Mm -hmm. on how you are positioned or what you are looking at. And it'll move along like, let's say there's like a long ledge. As you are moving or as you are walking, that icon will drift across the, the edge of that platform. So that thing is always in flux. And I found that more way more often than i want i'm jumping on the wrong thing that drives me nuts the other thing that is frustrating is i am a guy that needs a lot of help (laughs) and this game has no map no waypoint 
they want you to just make your way through the world naturally. So there are things in the environment that if you're, if you know what to look for, there are, you know, there's graffiti telling you which way to go, or there's like exactly the chapter you're talking about. (laughs) Yes. Or there's like a, a light up sign in a window that that's where you're supposed to go. But there's, there's no overt video game thing saying go that way. And I, I find myself just wandering way too much, just looking for that thing the game wants me to do. Um, and I know, like you said, you built, you beat this game in two hours. I have probably put like four hours into this game, and I'm just like, <laughs> I don't know where the fuck I'm going. <laughs> okay, so, so my, my first run through the game took about eight. Okay. Took about eight and change, and that was getting everything. That was 100%ing it. Mm-hmm. And uh, and then there is I, that got me all the trophies in the game, but one. And that last trophy was to beat the game in less than two hours. <laughs> yeah. So then I tried it and uh, I made it in 148 without wow. a lot of prep or anything. So, wow. Yeah, I mean, I like a lot about this game, but I also feel like that some of the game itself gets in the way of my enjoying the other things. Like, I love the aesthetic. I love the storytelling. I love the characters. I love the world but i find myself getting tripped up by the game itself not being overly compelling okay yeah i I get that and um that first or that uh, there's only two areas in the game that you really get to run around in and explore Mm -hmm. a lot of the in-betweens are fairly linear experiences Mm -hmm. Mm mm-hmm the first of these two larger areas that you get to roam around in, and they're, they're the best parts of the game, because you get to kind of walk around a little robot city, is really big, and the clues for the three or four things that you're supposed to collect are just environmental things. Yeah. So I know exactly what he's talking about. Um, it gets better? It, it, yeah, the second area is not nearly as wide open. Okay. And it's certainly not as vertical. Yeah, uh, Midtown is a lot easier to navigate. I had a lot more fun navigating the slums, but I can I can see where you're coming from. I didn't necessarily get frustrated in that part of the game, but I can definitely see why you would. Um, this whole thing, and and some of the discussions around it, because you're right, parts of it aren't super fun. Like I'm not going to call the game like riveting fun start to finish it's good it's satisfying this is this is one of those in my opinion this is um one of those fucking art house indie games is what this game is and it has found its way into the mainstream discussion because it is a game about a cat (laughs) making the game be about a cat is a fucking master play and uh i mean of course you probably (laughs) I think maybe you should have expected this kind of thing a little bit because it is an Annapurna thing. Mm-hmm. And Annapurna, Annapurna is art house devolver, is what they are. And um, it's an indie, so it's going to be an indie game. It's going to be good, but it's it's going to be, it's going to be a little arty. It's going to be a little up its own ass, just a little bit. Mm-hmm. And it's not going to be as obsessed with being fun and bonkers the whole time. Right. Right. No, but I, I mostly um, like it. I, I have a good time with yeah, it. I'm not saying I, it's bad. Yeah. Like it's it's good. It's entertaining. It's just not necessarily like I am actively having a ton of fun in this moment. Yeah, there is a place for games like Stray. I enjoyed mm-hmm. Stray. Don't get me wrong, but just it is. This is one of those art indies, you know, is what it is. 
the futuristic setting compels me the most. I did, uh, Evan on the team had reviewed Stray and I had assisted with the, you know, posting the materials and looking at gameplay. And I love the sound design and, like you said, yep. the environmental storytelling and color palette. And it's all very interesting, but I don't know if I'd want to be a cat <laughs> you know like and do and do the cat things i understand if you, if you don't know if you want to be a cat then this is not the game for you because yeah. the, the game is very much like the gameplay is all about just being a cat being a cat being a cat it's in a cool ass world it is cathartic yeah. but mm-hmm. i with so many options it's hard to make that artsy indie choice for me typically yeah. like typically i just stick with the more you know mainstream action-y yeah. like gameplay stuff as opposed to like this is quirky in the story you know, or whatever so it's, it's just it's hard kind for of, me to do it yeah it's kind of funny because it's like how many years have we been hearing it's the perfect game pass game right yeah. and like now and that's become the cliche and now it's like well this makes sense that it's free on playstation plus it's it's perfect for that right and it's it's kind of the same argument where it's like yeah i probably wouldn't have bought it but I've got it. Um, yeah, because uh, I was gonna, I was gonna bring that up. Actually, it's it, it's a it's a little pricey, isn't it? It's yeah. like twenty five or something. Yeah. Mm. And yeah, for probably, a game as long as it is, it's it's probably a little pricey. But um, getting it on PlayStation Plus made it easier, an easier decision to play. I definitely would have waited for a sale mm-hmm. if it wasn't available to me this way. Um. I'm I, just to go back on some stuff. Did you put a bag on your head yet, Adam? Do you ever put a paper bag <laughs> on the cat? That's so great. So your cat yeah, sticks his head in the bag and it fucks with the controls. Yeah, your controls get reversed for a little while and the cat's just running around and panicking until he finally shakes it off. Uh, and there's this scene where you meet the little robot friend and he's like, ah, God, I don't have a lot of juice. I'm going to have to stay close to you. And he puts this little harness on you. He puts this little harness on the cat. So, and it's, I guess it's got his little charging st- station or something in it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and then the, fir- the the cat immediately just falls over on his side and he refuses to get up and he walks <laughs> funny. <laughs> and it's like that for several minutes. It's hilarious. And he'll just stop and fall over because he, he doesn't want to wear the harness. <laughs> Eventually, he does just get used to it. and It's not a problem anymore, but it... It's a good section. <laughs> it's it's funny because if you've owned a cat, and I used to have two cats, and I used to have a harness for a leash that you could walk your cat. And my cats would do the exact same thing. The belly goes right down to the ground. They get as low as they can, and they kind of slink around. And like, they nailed it. It was exactly what Max used to do when I'd put this harness on him. And I had, like, an ah moment of missing my cat with this damn game. Um, yeah, they, they they nail the 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 catness for sure. It's it's a cat lover's dream, absolutely. But uh, let's move on because Will, I know you've been playing um, some other things, including a game all about beating the shit out of cartoon characters. Multiverses is a fighting game developed by Player First Games, published by Warner Brothers Interactive, and it's available now on the PlayStation, Xbox, and PC. All right. So when they announced this thing, I was like, okay, somebody else is finally, you know, Smash was the only game like it, like 
like Smash for a good long time, longer than I thought it would take, honestly. And then you had Nickelodeon come out and try and <laughs> fall spectacularly short. <laughs> I wrote a review all about how short that game falls. And then there was this trailer for Multiverses, which is all Warner Brothers properties. And if you've sat through any of several Warner Brothers movies, you know they're very proud of all the things that they own. Um, they're so proud they ruined the second half of the Lego Batman movie with it. Um, <laughs> they came out with that. I was like, okay, you know, I'll give it a, okay, all right, we'll see what you've got. And then like, and it's free to play. And I was turned off. I was like, mm. fuck this. Warner Brothers doing a free to play game? That's a disaster. This, mm -mm -mm, don't like this. Hate it. Now I've played it. I think I like it. <laughs> <laughs> there is a lot of shit that you can spend money on in this game. And that is like some of my biggest criticism. But the stuff around the characters is not the most egregious. Most of the really gnarly microtransaction shit is cosmetic, is alternate costumes and things. And so there is a free rotation of characters, which some free to play games do. I don't fuck with enough of them to know. Uh, in doing some reading, I guess League of Legends does it. I mean, I've never played League of Legends. I wouldn't touch that game or its community with a 30 foot post. <laughs> so no, thank you. So I guess we're going to rotate every two weeks some free characters. Uh, when I started the game and I they had me run through the tutorial. Uh, they gave you a tutorial, the basics, how to play, so on and so forth. They make you do it as Shaggy from Scooby-Doo. Mm -hmm. You do the tutorial as Shaggy from Scooby-Doo. You finish the tutorial and you unlock Wonder Woman. <laughs> Not Shaggy from Scooby-Doo, but Wonder Woman. <laughs> Which is confusing, but that's okay. So they give you one off the bat that you've got the rotation of free stuff. And then every character has a cost in gold, which is a currency that you can earn through play. And I think it's Gleamium is the premium currency. Oh, my God. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it's not great. Um, every character costs the same amount of Gleamium. <laughs> but it varies in how much gold they cost. Most of them cost around 2,000 gold. What? With, with a few 3,000s and a couple of 1,500s. <laughs> But they all cost like 700 Gleamium, which is oh somewhere God. between 5 and $10, because of course you can only buy it in certain increments because it's a fucking premium currency. <sighs> but um, it gave it me... An, so far. Huh? <laughs> sounds gross so far. <laughs> uh, yeah, it's a little gross. The, the monetization stuff is a little gross. That is my chief conflict with this game, is that it's a little gross. It's a little gross in some of these areas. Um... It gave me some beginner missions to do. By the time I finished those, I had enough gold to purchase a 2,000 gold character. So there were like three characters that I couldn't afford. Um, the characters I couldn't afford being Steven Universe, Tom and Jerry, and the Iron Giant. <laughs> Just to keep going with how ridiculous some of these character choices are. But we'll get into why I love each and every... Why I love most of them. <laughs> <laughs> There's one that I really don't understand and have no real interest in. 
but I think it's really odd that he's there at all. Um, and so I've, I've unlocked a couple of characters permanently now. I've earned enough gold just through playing to unlock somebody else. Um, so right now, the only characters that I keep forever outside of the rotation, uh, I have Wonder Woman for finishing the tutorial. The first character I purchased was Bugs Bunny because I'm an old man and that seems like a lot of fun, and it is. And I also unlocked uh, Jake the Dog from Adventure Time because that character is also a lot of fun. <laughs> and you can turn into a house and smash people. Uh, some of the other characters... Uh, so every character I've played so far, they each have this these weird little kind of micro-mechanics with them that are interesting enough to keep me going. Um, some of the ones I've messed with... Uh, Finn, also from Adventure Time. Adam has no idea what the fuck I'm talking about, and that's okay. I have no idea what you're talking about. That's okay, about. man. That's okay, okay. man. That's okay. okay. Like, you hit people, and little gold coins come out. And you can pick them up, and then his down special is you can spend the coins to upgrade, like, your speed, defense, or power. Sweet. Yeah, it's... it's it's all, And they're noticeable upgrades. They're good upgrades. Uh, Velma from Scooby-Doo. Oh, now I know if what you're talking about. Yeah. Now I'm on board. You, uh, people certain, you hit people with certain moves, uh, clues show up around the map. And if you pick up all the clues, you can call the police. <laughs> and the police... Don't tell me. Don't tell the me, Will. The police... Uh, the police car comes on the screen and it grabs it. If the if it catches you, you end up stuck in the police car and the police car drives off the stage, <laughs> taking <laughs> taking one of your lives, killing you for a stock. Um, That's cool. That's cool. The, the Iron Giant. If you play around with him long enough, you get enough bolts. You've done enough of his little micro mechanics. You press a button to defend friends, and he turns into, like, his super weapon mode or something. Oh, right. And you can start, like, shooting missiles and stuff like that. Sweet. Also, Motherfucker is enormous. He is at least twice the size of everyone else in this <laughs> oh, roster. That's cool. It is cool. It's it's a little broken. He's actually labeled as experimental. <laughs> wow. Is this game um, in still? Okay, uh, that was the thing I was going to get to. They say that this is an open beta, and there are a few things that are labeled experimental. Uh, the, the Iron Giant, one of the stages is labeled as experimental. Also labeled as experimental is actual human being LeBron James. Actual <laughs> human being LeBron James is an experimental character in Multiverses. <laughs> Um, but they're they're saying that this is this is a this is a beta. You can spend money. Yeah. I've got a trophy list. I'm earning trophies in this game right now. This is this is an open beta the same way a lot of these big AAA publishers yeah. use open beta. It's a network test. This game's yeah. done. This game is Fortnite was a beta forever. Yeah. 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 It, it it is not a real beta. This is a network test at most. Mm. Um. And. I don't know how fast they plan on adding characters, but they try to sell you on these founders bundles where you can buy. There are three of them. I don't remember how much they cost, but the most expensive one is absolutely insane. It's like a hundred dollars. <gasps> yeah. <laughs> now hang on, hang on. I haven't got to the fucking craziest part yet. Depending on which one you buy, you get a certain number of character tokens, which just let you unlock the character of your choice, I guess is what they do. I don't know. I haven't bought it. 
because fuck this i'm not doing that um, <laughs> if you if you buy the most expensive founders pack you get 30 character tokens <gasps> there are only 17 characters in this game <laughs> that's interesting yeah so either they plan on adding these real fucking quick or i don't know or they've got at least some real lengthy shit planned um does lebron they need to put tiny tunes in there <laughs> yes that'd be fantastic um does does lebron james dribble when he does he always have the ball he a has basketball? a basketball a lot of his basketball. moves are basketball um mm -hmm. i've only played against one person who's unlocked lebron james <laughs> he did try to slam dunk on me a lot so i'm assuming the basketball is a key feature of what his shit is wow uh some favorites that i've noticed um tom and jerry when you play tom and jerry every time you press an attack button tom takes a swing with some sort of cartoonish device but he's trying to hit jerry <laughs> and jerry will like duck behind the person that you're hitting so that you hit them instead of jerry it's just like cosmetic window dressing it's not complicated or anything like that but i love it I enjoy wow. that about it. Um, the thing I don't... One thing I don't quite get. It, it breaks... It has character classes. It identifies characters as like tank, bruisers, um, mages. <laughs> but it doesn't seem to fucking matter. It doesn't mm. seem to fucking matter. So far, every mage is like an old cartoon character. Like Bugs Bunny is a mage. As far as I can tell, it's just because when I press a button, I can make a safe appear and fall on people. <laughs> <laughs> and that that is as magey as Bugs Bunny gets. Um, huh. That said, like playing it, I'm having a lot of fun playing this fucking video game. This is it's gross. It's gross and slimy in a lot of ways, but the the, the gameplay is good. The gameplay is good. I, and I'm genuinely torn about it. I tried playing. Um and I kept get, getting disconnected. All I did was the tutorial and I tried like many times really? and every time a match would start, it would go 15 seconds and then crash. Like it freeze up and, and I got, had to restart. So I relaunched the game. I tried a whole bunch of stuff and I don't know if it was just a bad time, um, but I really didn't get to do anything besides the tutorial. I don't know if you I, had any networking issues. I am, yeah, I'll get it. I'm just curious. What are you playing on? Uh, it was on X Xbox Series okay. X. Um, I haven't had any network problems. So that was the, thing, was that the online actually feels really good, in yeah, my opinion. I, I was so interested. You know, I wanted to kind of see, maybe give a second opinion. But, I mean, yeah. this these brawlers that are just fun, whereas Smash is, you know, Smash Brothers is this is a very practical move, right? I mean, it's it's in the game verse, it's in, it's pulled directly from the moveset, but it's also balanced, right? It's also not too crazy. This, yeah. where they're kind of having fun with it, is like very interesting to me, right? It's like just the, the specials and the moves that you're talking about just seems so out there and fun and i like that you know it's something fresh and yeah it's a weird situation because you can tell that there's a lot of love and respect on the development end of this because all the moves for all these characters make sense mm -hmm. and they're things that they would do but it's still fun and crazy and shit like that and then you've got the scummy triple a microtransactions on top of it but the game is very solid the game is solid in a way that the nickelodeon game wishes it could be in what universe are you taking 
characters from the Scooby-Doo franchise, and one of them isn't Scooby-Doo. <laughs> He'll be there. You know. Yeah, but how, you make, how do you make Velma? Or okay, Shaggy. Okay, the the whole tutorial, right? You're doing Shaggy. Yeah. He's yeah. a pacifist. In what universe is he in a brawler? And and he doesn't have interesting moves as far as what I saw in the tutorial. It's just like he really punch, doesn't. He's a basic punch, bitch. Punches and kicks. Then his special, uh, what they claim, is he generates a sandwich and throws it <laughs> at mm-hmm. people. He mm-hmm. loves sandwiches. He would never throw sandwiches away. I have no idea. It breaks the whole thing for me. My first impression was not good. You know, obviously, I wanted to try Batman or Wonder Woman or Superman. Like that's obviously cool, but. It's just interesting who they decided to put in here. Let me tell you something really quick because I had to know. WB franchises, okay? Mm-hmm. Here's what they could have done. Things such as The Exorcist, Free, Free Willy, <laughs> Beetlejuice, Harry oh, Potter. Beetlejuice would be rad. Beetlejuice would be good. Harry Potter's coming. You know that. Gremlins? Hello? <gasps> Gremlins. They yeah. have some type of say over um, the monster game Rampage with Midway. So how about that? You have no Rampage. There is no brand there. recognition for fucking Rampage. Rampage. <laughs> they just came out with a movie like five years ago with The Rock. Are you kidding me? The Rock. It, anyway, uh, the Matrix. Austin Powers. Yes, oh, The Matrix. I need uh, Austin Powers immediately. Like uh, the police academy, like there's there are <laughs> there are ge- there are gems in here. Lethal weapon, could you imagine? I'm too Ooh. old for this shit. Murtaugh. Yeah, say stick with Danny Glover if you're gonna go down that route. Yeah. Danny right. Glover, are you um, kidding me? You can't play as Danny Glover in this game. It's Lord of the Rings. Know. Yeah, Lord of the. Well, yeah, sure. There's a lot of yeah. There's a lot to mine from for the. Yeah, no, they they have the rights to a lot of shit. I, I mean, Mortal Kombat, but I mean, let's not get into it, right? I mean, they're not going to. Anyway. It's oh, just- my God. I just remembered. I, I was fucking around in the options menu. I found a mature language box. What does that mean? And Talk to I, me I didn't about know. I didn't know. I didn't know. I checked it so like, to say that it's okay, but I, I hadn't found what it was for yet. I was like, what does this even do? Like, there's no voice chat in this game. Like, what the fuck does it do? If you, if you tick that box. Go. The characters, some characters will swear. <gasps> Who? Harley Quinn will swear when you taunt. Oh my god! Um, and I've heard, but I haven't seen it happen. Apparently, one of Batman's win quotes in that situation is "Computer, file this under badass." Mm. Oh, that's saucy. That's saucy. Yeah. So, <laughs> so, uh, so this is a like they they know what they could be doing with this, and they could go. There and seems insert, to at least be some understanding of that. Yeah, somebody behind the scenes is like, okay, look, if this falls flat with the young crowd, let's activate the matureness <laughs> on this, you know, and just just go with it. Wow. Wow. There's so much potential here, but it's a shame that it will be, you know, the monetization you're Monetized talking about. Monetized to hell and back. Yeah. It, yeah. I mean, what are you going to yeah, do? I hate, I hate that because the game is the game is good. <laughs> Did you hear about this before? Because I this came out of nowhere for me. Have you guys heard about this before um, it came out? Yeah, I heard no, it. I I had seen a lot of the discussion and like the initial trailer and stuff like that. Um, being around the discussion for a lot of that, I knew this game was coming. Uh, I had signed up to be in a closed beta for it, but I didn't get in. Yeah, same. Um, 
and then you know the open beta the open beta was a bit of a surprise i wasn't really i didn't get my email for closed beta so i was just kind of minding my own business one or two people i followed online were still talking about it excited about it and do, then uh the, yeah. do we want more games like this adam will do, do we want more brawlers in in you know like based on like a more, you know what have you picked pick a universe more. or franchise okay. owner and they you know this this publisher do we want more of these more of these specifically like smash well or like multiverses or no, like okay. nickelodeon Here, no, whatever I, there the is one was. there is one that i want and i need this company to make this game but they will not do it they have not done it yet but i need it <sighs> it would be a it would be a more traditional 2d fighter i need capcom versus capcom yeah Excuse that me? would be cool i need capcom cool. versus capcom what is um, that? What? <laughs> I don't understand. Then shut the fuck up and I'll tell you. <laughs> <laughs> Marvel versus Capcom um, was the 2D tag fighter where you pick more than one, you tag in and out. Fast paced, frenetic shit. Um, it's a genre that's really been dominated by anime fighters lately. Because mm. I have because if you believe the word on the street, Disney is absolute hell to work with for this game. Mm. Absolute hell. Like, they had a lot of problems. Uh, the last one they made, Marvel vs. Capcom Infinite. Disney did not want the X-Men in it. So the X-Men were not in it. And it suffered for it. I mean, there's a lot of other shit with that game that's wrong. It plays okay, but it's ugly as fuck. If Disney's going to be this temperamental and difficult to work with, then Capcom can, is still really good at these versus fighting games. Just and they've got enough properties. Just do Capcom versus Capcom. Just mm. all Capcom. Just the versus Capcom is just this is still the tag fighter. This is the game that you know that you enjoy. But we're just doing all our Capcom shit in it. Just do that. I love there. this idea. I love it. Huh? PlayStation did theirs. I I tried it just very briefly. That game was and, not good. And I want I want Xbox to do theirs. Why not? Some um, because properties. there's not enough interesting shit, Get homie. The fuck out of here. Where's the button? Hit the button, Adam. Oh, shit. Here we go. Wait. Two minutes on the board for you. How fucking... Cars aren't fighting game characters. How <laughs> fucking dare you? It's all guns all the time. Okay. Microsoft properties, ladies and gentlemen. Let's start off with Halo, Gears of War, Bethesda games, Doom character, Doom guy in there. Oh, some Elder Scrolls people. You could probably get a couple different races in there, right? You do the Viking, you do a Khajiit, you do different stuff there. Uh, we got. Do we own Laura Croft? Who owns Laura Croft these days? Um, it's part of a. Uh, it's part of Crystal Dynamics, which was just sold off of. All right, Squaresoft. skip it. Uh, I think we do. Uh, we own not not prey the prey guy in there with all his different tools dishonored um his his name's morgan i believe in prey but anyway we have the dishonored character you can go with one or both of them from one or two or the dlc uh i would put in a car from forza (laughs) (laughs) I, i mean tell me you wouldn't uh you know you could do either the chief from master chief or cortana i'd want in there tell me that's not cool banjo kazooie right some something from sea of thieves for the rare character there 
you can do. I'm not on timeout, so I get to say this. The debate of whether or not Xbox has good games is solved. They have great games. They have plenty of games. They only have about four compelling characters, period. You can suck my big ass. Nope. Nope. Hot take. You can't say anything. This is fact. All right. We're going to move on to another game. We're going to move on to an Xbox game. Hot take. Actually. Adam doesn't know what the fuck he's talking about. I didn't even get to Psychonauts. Okay, you got a Psychonauts character. You wait, can wait, have wait. This. No, no, no. You can't you use can your hot this. take to a void hot take. It's like a skip. Nope. It, nope. It's like a skip Sorry. and skip, bro. In Uno, the skip. The skip oh, you Mabel's getting in on this shit. That's right, Mabel. That's right, Mabel. You tell him. Senua. As Dusk Falls is an adventure game developed by Interior Night, published by Xbox Game Studios, and it's available now on the Xbox and the PC. What is this game? I didn't know, you know, and then obviously the coverage started coming out about it uh, in the lull that Microsoft Studios has and, you know, the Xbox lineup. They started to promote this fairly hard in Mm -hmm. the um, last... um, presentation they did and out of nowhere they start talking about this adventure uh story game that looked kind of like a point and click um it almost looks like a mo what do they call those motion graphic comics or whatever it's it's like stills of uh-huh. the characters like a um like you might visual see novel visual that's novel. what i'm looking yeah so yep, it's yep. like a storyboard where you're just getting like parts of the image moving mm-hmm. And, you know, they're fading in and out. Very jarring where you have a character kind of like frozen in a smile. And then they kind of have the neutral face. And then they, you know, then they like walk, but you're seeing like freeze frames of it. And again, it's all in a very weird fade into the next scene to create the illusion of motion as time Mm -hmm. goes. So it's a... um, cartoony take but on real life characters like this is like a modern day uh story well actually it's set about 30 years ago keep going do the visuals are they in service of the story like is there a does that factor into the game itself or is that just a choice for aesthetic this you know what i mean like does it does it represent something or why did they take this approach why is it yeah this art style I don't know. Uh, my first thought going in was that it was for budgetary purposes, right? That they wanted to make this type of game. They wanted to focus on real world actors and, and you know, there's there's actually very good voice work behind the characters. I've heard but, it's really, yeah, it's really yeah, good. So, but why, why do it? Again, to me, I was completely thrown off by not necessarily the cartoony, artsy uh, look of it, but more so the the transitions are too jarring when they're going and fading it in like a three, full three, almost four second like move. It, it's just too much for the eye, too much to keep track of. Sometimes it, the in motion, it's like oh. Um, we're doing a simulated car chase or something and it just it doesn't look right to me uh the emotions change too fast so you're not uh, a fan of the look of it then right that's where you right. landed yeah I, I was like why are they doing this this is detracting me right first glance um the big thing about it was 
what am I getting myself into here? Because I'm not like a pick the artsy game, you know, type person. And I was like, I have to give it a try. Word of mouth is generally good. The, what scared me, though, is the big um, part of it that they were pushing is collaboratively playing. They have an app that you can download, and then everyone playing co-op with you in the room can vote on the different choices that your characters uh, oh, make really? in the time. So you can They do say, that in those horror yeah. games, right? The, uh... Exactly, yeah. yeah. So playing together right and and the options point on screen and you have to either do a uh hit the button prompt like swipe up quickly or tap a but there's also the choices so it's like run or tell this guy off or talk this person down or and just different things like where do you want to search do you want to search under this or over there and it's i didn't want to play with anyone at first the reason being is i had heard that there was a fairly mature game and people had warned away from uh playing with others just in case you weren't comfortable with what was going to go on and knowing nothing about mm -hmm. the story and i do not want to spoil it here i did not know one if it was going to be for me or two if i wanted to sit in the room with my mom and be like oh look incest mom like i had no <laughs> idea what was going to be in it right That's i didn't want to yeah, that'd be jarring i, I didn't want to be in that situation when the game starts it says warning content includes and you know this minor spoilers of this little little couple sentences uh it does mention suicide it does mention violence it does mention a couple other things right but nothing that was like chicken fucking you know what i mean like i was not scared from the little blurb but i also was pretty happy that i didn't sit down you know with my wife right away and make her play it mm -hmm. i'm playing this game my wife comes into the room and she stopped and she stood there and watched and i kept playing and i was so like into the game like i planned on saying something to her like oh this is what this is um you know just kind of explaining what was gonna go on because she didn't know and me and her just started to experience it together and she was just watching like it was a movie and that brings me to my biggest takeaway that the visual fades away and you actually stop focusing so much on what's going on visually and you're into the content of what's happening and your the voice work is so good um that these characters did feel very fleshed out in a very short period of time. I don't know how many chapters there are necessarily to the game, but it does uh, chop it up on um, this story into books. And I only got through the first one, which took approximately 40 minutes, let's just say, um, ballpark. And I was very, I, I started like telling myself I might turn this off in five minutes and when I ended I'm like I'm taking this to credits which was cool. not you know for someone who's not into artsy right mm. who's not into like I want to play like a Call of Duty usually or something like that or an RPG right. strategy game something like that I thought it was very well done the again the visuals end up being a secondary concern and I would advise anybody who just can handle like um the average um 
a mature movie like r-rated thing that you'll be okay and it's if i had to give again a minor minor spoiler i would say to prepare, prepare yourself for like a drama or thriller type movie experience and then you'll be okay but i don't know where it's gonna go there were some hints at like you know there's like a subtle reference to some you know drug use and there's like a not subtle there's it's not like a super explicit thing so i don't think we're ever we're gonna get some like like a rape scene or some weird craziness like that i think it's uh, under that and i just want to mm-hmm. like tell people to because i was scared you know to right. didn't know how deep because i heard about 12 minutes and i'm like i'm not playing that shit yeah. like you know so so yeah any questions from the panel i'm excited to try to talk about it without spoiling it I mean, that's just that's mostly my thing It's like I don't I literally don't know anything about the game other than the visuals, which it's good to hear that you kind of acclimate yourself to it, because honestly, it, to me, it reminds me of like when you play a game and like some they have some cutscenes and then they have some stills with voiceover and you're just kind of like, well, what the <laughs> fuck? Like what what they like you said before, like they ran out of money. That's my first impression when I see this is like, why are they doing it this way when they could just, I mean, there's so many other ways they can do it. I mean, they've brought back real, uh, I mean, they do some games where they have like real actors, just, they just film people acting, you know, and then they put up the prompts and stuff like that. Like, why didn't they do that? Um, But to hear you say that you, that kind of washes away as you get wrapped up in the story, that's, that would be my main hesitation for playing this game. But I don't know anything else about it, other if, than if it was that, a movie. You know? If it was a movie, I'd watch the movie. Like right. that's all. Like that when I turned it off, I was like, if this was like a film, like I'd go to see it. And, and or if more like if somebody turned it on, I would definitely sit and watch it. And you know, when and I think we, again, that's okay. Like I think that's. Yeah. You know, I think there are definitely some games that you know. Look at Gone Home. Look at Firewatch. Like there's not much of a game there. Um, and people, you know, you could look at that and say, I, this would, this would make a good movie. I think that's okay to have those more passive game experiences. I don't think, I don't think there's anything to knock there. I'm not sure how much your choices are going to matter, but it seems to hint with a symbol that certain choices make they a significant it. path. Like they are definitely tracking it, but some of them are like search here first, whereas you know, you're going to be able to search out of the four options. You'll, they'll let you search two and then the scene kind of moves on. Yeah. So you'll always wonder like, Oh, what would have happened if I were to search the other ones? But some of them are very kind of like intense and you can totally tell that this is left or right. And in my mind, I'm thinking what would have happened if I had left that character and went with the other one instead. And I don't, to me i'm like man am i gonna want to replay this like is it because i rarely go back and like replay something if given like choices like that yeah i find myself like with games like life is strange or whatever like i i actively don't want to ever play that again because that was my story Mm -hmm. i dictated how that experience went and i don't want to think of it as a variable i want to think of it as like a natural progression through a story but you know some people do but you would recommend it I at this point. I would recommend it. In fact, I'd highly recommend it, especially if you were thrown off by anything, whether it be the weird, you know, cryptic, you know, mature like type thing, mm-hmm. or the art style, or the fact that it is something kind of 
seemingly gimmicky, right? I was yeah. like, is this going to even be worth it? Did they just build this, like, hoping to make a co-op experience to kind of shove it in? When they debuted it, they didn't mention anything about co-op playing or anything like that. I had no idea that was a thing until you said yeah. it. Yeah, it, I think it was on the day two of the presentation that they oh. went into it and they started telling people and people and and again, it may have that fact alone may have thrown people off, but it ends up not being so gimmicky. I don't think you need to do the the joint you know thing you, to me that I, makes it more compelling yeah i mean I, it's fine like i said like i was about to tell my wife without downloading the app why don't you tell me wh- what do you think we should do and talk it out and one person kind of mans the, the controls i don't know i just don't know i can i can see the appeal in an app for mm-hmm. large numbers of people doing mm-hmm. it together but i think games like this work better if you do it with like one maybe one maybe two other people and then like you just are these are these time choices in this game some are yeah and some, some are. and they actually does the timer stop if you go back to the the system home screen i don't know okay. <laughs> <laughs> i never th- i, I never I, thought i'm just i'm just asking cuz i've got one i've only had one experience playing well, a couple i guess playing games like this with my wife and even on like time choices, we'd we'd like just stop it. We'd stop the game. We'd go to like home it. screen or something. Like, all right, shit's getting heavy. What do we do? And like, it was a good experience doing that kind of thing. We did it with The uh, Walking Dead. We did it with The Wolf Among Us. Some of the better Telltale games. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it gave me very severe anxiety because some of them you have to make the choice in like you know. 10 seconds or less right and you have to read it in that time so right. they do two things one the reading's you, hard oh yeah i hate it <laughs> there'll be two choices and then if you wait two seconds a third choice will pop up and it's oh, not that's cool and so it's like okay. okay so you're doing this you're processing like okay i'm probably gonna do this and then all of a sudden one fades in at the bottom and i'm like oh shit no <laughs> so the game waits a couple seconds <laughs> yeah. and then it goes unless it waits yeah. for your it waits for your brain to like make that wow you know and that's then a cool another, gut choice so that's one thing it does which okay. which I, which really took me aback and i don't know if i like it hate it then they give you that gray choice where it's definitely not like a moral thing. It's not like good or bad. They gave me. Did they two- label the other choices as good or bad? No, it's just random. Oh, okay. And then it's there's it's like two- slap the baby it- or feed the baby. Yeah. It's not <laughs> and then there were like two choices that both gave me anxiety, and you had to choose one. And I was, and I hope they don't keep messing with me like that. Or maybe I do. I don't know. But this is. I came away. I need to know what happens. Sounds like a good streaming game too. Oh, I'm sure. Yeah, I need to know what happens. Yeah, hmm. that's cool. I and hope it holds as, up as dusk as falls. Dusk falls. <laughs> awesome. There's this ominous streak that has not happened yet that they kind of hint at, and I'm, I'm not down for horror. I'm not down for too much grit, like too much. And they kind of hint, they kind of hint that there might be some, uh, some twists. Now I'm curious. I I really wasn't. I really wasn't anywhere on my radar. But you're you're piquing my interest. On Game Pass. On Game Pass. On Game Pass. All right. Well, I'm not on Game Pass, but maybe I need to be. I'm going to talk about another game that I was really looking forward to, but I'm not going to spend a lot of time on it. Um, And I'll I'll tell you why in a second here. 
Klonoa Reverie Series is a platformer developed by MonkeyCraft, published by Bandai, Bandai Namco. I did it. And it's available now on the Switch, PlayStation, Xbox, and PC. I am a huge Klonoa fan. One um, of six. Yeah. <laughs> I, I have done several pieces of content for Klonoa on Megadads over the years. That was, not a, that was not a criticism. It's just no, nobody it, knows this fucking franchise anymore. I also like Klonoa. I got, we got good taste. Um, this is one of the first game. The original Klonoa is one of the first games that ever made me cry. And the storytelling in that game and the animation and the design and the, the subtlety of a dark story being told with vibrant, delightful characters really took me aback. And it's one of the most memorable PlayStation 1 games that I've ever played. And it's fun, too. Like, it's a great, classic 2.5D platformer. Um, and I was very much looking forward to this to this remake. The, 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 game, the game itself, when you are playing this game, this new remade 20-plus years later uh, repackaging of Klonoa 1 and Klonoa 2, the game itself is as good as it has ever been. Uh, the inclusion of, you know, widescreen, high-res graphics, uh, remastered levels on a widescreen now, fast load times, you know, all that shit, all that quality of life stuff enhances the play experience what what this game lacks is much of the heart and the soul of the original game and they've retained some things like all of the original voice acting from Klonoa is preserved completely preserved in this game I was going to ask about that because in the trailer, that audio it it sounds it sounds compressed. It sounds scratchy. Ask. It sounds a little rough, and it is. It's you know they could have easily remastered that audio, but they didn't, and that is a good choice because the characters in this game they all speak in like gobbledygook, like Animal Crossing, like Banjo Kazooie, like me 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 me, you know, kind of talk. And then you read it again. And you read the exactly it's all that and that really works because as you're hearing these chirpity muppet creatures speak in their gobbledygook you're reading like a really deep story about about light and dark and existence and shit like that and it it's so weird and so very japanese and it's endearing right so the fact that i started playing this game and the characters sounded exactly as i remembered them i was like Nailed it. Thank God that they didn't fuck with that. Uh, the music is all really good. I, I honestly don't know if it's the original tracks, like the music tracks, but it sounds it sounds as good as it ever did. The visuals are where I have my trouble in a couple of different ways. The first Klonoa on PlayStation 1 had pre-rendered what they used to call FMV cutscenes, full motion video cutscenes, where the game would look... You know, like a 32-bit game, but then the movies, the cutscenes would look like an animated movie. Klonoa Reverie series does all of those cutscenes in-game, in-engine, which hurts, 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 hurts this experience. It seems like a weird choice since they didn't redo the audio. 
Exactly. It seems yeah. like a bonkers ass choice for two reasons. One is those those pre-rendered FMV cutscenes were gorgeous. Like like stand up today, absolutely beautiful. And they animate and they emote and there's so much more expression, there's so much more detail than if you do that in engine. And the other thing is this new remastered engine isn't that great. It's it's it doesn't look like a current gen game. It looks like they were making this thing and they're like, we need it to run on Switch. <laughs> so so it's it's it doesn't look like a PlayStation 5 game at all. It doesn't even look like a PlayStation 4 game. It it's such a half step visually. You know, it's HD and it's it's crisp, but like I did a scene yesterday I was playing it and it was this big sweeping airship scene with rolling hills and like you can see the poly count in the hills. It's jaggedy shit. And the the trees in the distance is like it's like one tree duplicated over and over. And it's just it I'm so bummed out about how this game approaches its visuals, especially considering how the the crux of that first game was its emotion and its storytelling and a lot of that was done through animation in those cutscenes to see them done in engine it they kneecapped it they absolutely kneecap the delivery of this game's story um and i'm sad like i'm genuinely sad at my experience with this game because on the one hand i'm in, i'm enjoying what they've what they've done as far as the gameplay goes when you're playing it it's great but then they get to those cutscenes that used to be just heart-wrenching and beautiful and they just look choppy and rough and ugly quite frankly um i have not gotten to klonoa 2 yet and that game did not have from yeah. my recollection the pre-rendered it, it, it was all done in engine yeah. so it i was. think i think klonoa 2 is going to fare much better uh okay. once i get to that point but right now, like, I'm finding myself struggling to go back to the game because I'm so sad <laughs> at, at, at the presentation of that first game and what they what the choices yeah. that they made. I'm I'm still interested to play it and I'm interested to talk to you about it after I've played it because I like Klonoa. Mm -hmm. I've only played Klonoa too. I, think, I haven't played the first one. The first one was yeah. all like it was. A, I think it was a relatively small print run. I live in fucking Oklahoma. They probably sent like three copies down here, and I didn't get one. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, and I don't blame them. That is an objectively correct decision. <laughs> objectively correct decision at the mm -hmm. time. I'm interested to see if I have some of the same issues. I've already noticed it feels really weird that they didn't touch the audio, but they redid the visuals. Yeah. Um, it's strange. It's really I'm just, strange. I'm going to go ahead and go on a tangent here for a little bit. Remakes are one of these things that they like. These companies, they like to do remakes. They feel, I guess they probably feel relatively simple. Take game, make pretty, put back out there. I think remakes should be one of the most difficult things to actually accomplish and do right. And the only teams that are capable of doing it are teams that are passionate about the property they're remaking. And no offense, that does not sound like it is the case for this Klonoa remaster. Mm -hmm. It doesn't sound like it's there. Because you can't just take the game and make it prettier. You have to make it prettier, but you also have to keep the charm in it. 
you can't let this game, you can't take the visuals so far up that you get Uncanny Valley shit. Mm-hmm. I think a Klonoa remake should absolutely be able to run on Switch with no problems. But you have to keep some of that charm in the visuals. You can't just upscale it just enough and slap a texture on it. That's they have this, not it. Yeah, they have this weird feature too where you can go into the menu and activate they, it's something, it's like pixel, retro pixel mode or something. Oh boy. And it's just like an ugly filter that just kind of blurs, <laughs> blurs shit. And I'm like, why why don't you do what they did with like Halo Master Chief where you can go back and forth between versions? I would you can, rather... yeah, just so it's it's not swapping back to the old visuals. Nope. It's just a filter over the it's, new stuff. It's putting like Vaseline over the lens of the virtual that, camera. That is the worst execution of that idea that I think I've ever heard. Oh my god! And, it was like I, it's like yeah, anti anti alias aliasing. It's so weird. It makes it more re aliasing. Yeah, it, it it feels like it feels like one of these games that's built with like multiple studios you know like would you imagine mm-hmm. they do with like assassin's creed where it's like they had one people handling the audio and they're like yeah we're gonna fucking preserve and you know pr- bring that forward and they had one team handling the graphics and they're just you know like they did they just it doesn't feel like a cohesive tribute to that game so i uh i'm not gonna not recommend this game because again i only played i haven't even finished the first one yet but I am sad. <laughs> how, how does it? How how does it play? Does it play well? It plays exactly like you remember. So like, okay. the actual gameplay, going through a level, is good. It's fun. So it's th- this is a this is a remake. But the people who are going to enjoy it the most maybe aren't the people who grew up with it. That's a very good way of saying it. That's what and I. That think. is an incredibly problematic way to do a remake. Yeah. That's a problematic way to do a platformer, you know? It's like, usually the charm of the original was what got people into it. So I would stick with the original. It's, it can't be easy, I would argue right? that's less important with Klonoa because Klonoa 2, the last Klonoa game, was an early PlayStation 2 title. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you are not... Um, there's the, and, and then nobody talked about it for like 30 years. So (laughs) exactly. Why why do it this way? You know, like there weren't that many people asking for it anyway. Why do it this way? It's so weird. So weird. It's not easy to choose what to change and what to keep all the time, how to refresh. However, there seems to be blatant decisions that are are wrong that are still Mm. being made. Like when you look at Final Fantasy Pixel Remaster, I I saw it in motion and I love the way that the like uh spells look in motion but that font was just that a no font, i can't do it i can't do it right and i won't do it but i i enjoyed you know parts of it did you see the mm-hmm. tactics ogre refresh and how they did the pixels again they smoothed them out right i would have to look at it again it, it doesn't look good the way that they've chosen to redo it and it's it's sad because i was excited for that one tactics ogre the uh, check it out but it looks it sometimes i think okay i've looked it up um it's It's, a middle ground for sure um it's it's like like they try it's like they tried to they make the character models look bad mm -hmm. it works for the environments but these character models don't look good and this is a company that has access to the Fuck it, I cannot remember the name of this engine right now. Um, 
Is it the, the one same? that they the one that they did uh, the Live Alive remake in? Um, oh, the two yeah. and a half D, or the two point five D shit HD. Not, I know what you're 2D talking HD, about. HD, 2D, 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 that's it. Like, do that. Do that for everything. <laughs> that's, that's that's it. for everything. It's illegal to make anything else now. Yeah. Look, if you're Square and you want to remake something that's old, it is illegal to do anything. Else. Yeah. If it's a if it was a pixel game in its original form. HD 2D is the only way. I hope they keep because going that engine in. is just so goddamn good. Mm-hmm. And yeah, I looked at a screenshot of that Tactics Ogre remake. They fucked that up. Well, let's talk about let's talk about a repackaging of an old game that Will's been playing. Hey, that hey, maybe fair is a little bit better. Sonic Origins is a platformer developed by Sonic Team, published by Sega, and available now Sega on the Switch, PlayStation, Xbox, and PC. <laughs> <laughs> all right so sonic origins is four video games sonic one sonic cd sonic two sonic well i guess it's five sonic three and knuckles because sonic three and sonic and knuckles had to be split up because it was too big the the original idea was that they were one game i'm already getting on a tangent with this god damn it uh, the original <laughs> idea was that they would be one game but it was too big cut it in half made two um so far, I'm having a lot of fun with it. I'm really enjoying it. Because uh, you, you can play the game in either anniversary mode or classic mode. Classic mode is as it was. four Down to four by three, even, as it was. Anniversary, 16 by nine. It's been rescaled for 16 by nine. It still looks really good. It's like stuff isn't stretched out. There's just you can see more of the stage, which for Sonic works really, really well. And they've added some features that were not in those other games. Now, I've only played through to this point Sonic 1 and Sonic CD. Sonic 1 in particular, this is the way, in my opinion, this is the way to play Sonic the Hedgehog 1. Because Sonic 1 is the roughest of these old games. It doesn't have the spin dash yet. It just kind of has the rough idea of what they wanted Sonic the Hedgehog to be. Playing this game in the anniversary mode... You can do the spin dash, which is great, but you can also do the drop dash from Sonic Mania, where if you jump, let off the button and hold it down again, you go into a spin dash as soon as you hit the ground, which is the fucking greatest thing about Sonic Mania. (laughs) One of the greatest things about it. That's in all these games in anniversary mode now. That's cool. But if I wanted to play the old way, if I wanted to just be a complete masochist and relive what it was like to be nine, uh, I could play Sonic the Hedgehog as it was originally released and just hate myself for it um i haven't had this much fun with sonic one since i was nine and didn't know any better (laughs) (laughs) it is the way to play this game um i know that there are some people that have some problems with some of the choices they made uh do remaking these games i've been playing through them in order so i'm not to that game yet i'll talk about it in a minute right now i'm loving it this is this is a great way to play these games again I'm, there is uh, there's a new in, animated intro and outro to every one of these four games done in the same style as the Sonic Mania intro and the Sonic Mania shorts they did. So, fucking love those. Yes, that there is a lot of charm in that visual for me. Um, there are There's a mission mode where it just sets you up in like very specific modified versions of levels to execute a simple goal. They've been really easy so far. So I'm not 100% sure that 
that's fantastic, but it's been fine. They're really short. And then there's a there's a museum which has a lot of art, yeah. sound, and video. The vi- there's not a ton in the video section. It's just where you can get the intros and outros once you've played them in the game. The art, the illustration, it's enormous. The illustrations museum in this game is fucking enormous. Cool. And uh, so there's two sets into every part of the museum. There is what you get through gameplay and what you can get from hitting certain objectives. And there's premium. It's not real money, but it says premium. You have to unlock them with coins. Coins, if you play the games in anniversary mode, if you play in anniversary mode, you don't have a lives counter anymore. You can die as much as you fucking want, which is fantastic. You earn coins instead. And the mission mode is how you get most of your coins. And you can unlock stuff that way. And then there's a ton of, like, um, there's, there's this magazine that they circulated internally for a while in, like, the 90s. There's a lot of Sonic illustrations from that that I've seen in other formats, but now they're available in like this high resolution format. It's great. I'm enjoying a lot of that, even though I'm opening them and I'm like, ah, I've seen that before. But in a way that makes me go, ah, yay. <laughs> uh, the videos, I've unlocked some video for uh, a concert that they did, like the 30th anniversary concert where they oh, wow. do an orchestral version of some Whoa, of these songs. That's awesome. It is. A lot of the museum stuff is actually really good. So I'm honestly loving it. I think it's fantastic. Before, you move, know, the, before you move on from the museum stuff, I yeah. just want to say really quick, would it yeah. not be the greatest fucking thing ever if somebody made something like this and then made the museum mode VR compatible? Oh, that'd be fantastic. Right? Yeah. Can you imagine walking around a virtual <laughs> Sonic museum? That'd be oh. great. I'd love this stuff to be available like that. But I understand that's also probably a lot more expensive than just tossing some video files in there. (laughs) (laughs) uh, Okay, so I'm playing... Sorry, what? I was going to ask about the frames per second. It's it's a 60 FPS, right? Yeah. Damn. Dude, the widescreen is fantastic. They were originally also, because that was normal until... (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> I didn't Until we that. hit the third dimension, yeah. Oh, the the ultra or the widescreen, not ultra wide, because I was trying to figure out if it had ultra wide. Um, but the <laughs> widescreen support, it's just like when I when I played uh, Mania, I mm-hmm. I liked it a lot. And Mania is fucking fantastic. I've played the four by three recently too, though, and that was like almost unplayable. And I was like, oh, this just with the speed and just the way yeah. that objects are coming fast in at you, the the widescreen really helps Sonic all it around. Does. It, it helps really, a lot. It, it, it's almost as if it would have been even more amazing originally. Um, does you know, this have ultra wide? Like it doesn't have ultra. It has wide, uh. sixteen by nine though. You were out of the room. Uh, you can play the games in classic, or but if you play an anniversary with the added features and stuff, they're available. It's sixteen by nine, whereas the classic is the original four by three. Gotcha. Which is a little tight for a sodding game. The no sixteen thing. by nine is a lot easier. Which com- combined with the uh, the removal of having a life count, mm. the anniversary mode is it's pretty simple, but it's also not frustrating. It's not nearly this, as frustrating. Anyway. This sounds really, really compelling. How much what? is this? Uh, I was going to ask that. 40. Mm. 
yeah, it wasn't Mania less. Yeah, yeah, Mania was less. Mania was one video game. <laughs> oh well, I mean, was I mean it was. was it less? Actually, I don't remember. I don't remember how much that game cost when it came out. Um, I just said yes, please. So, uh, oh, I definitely don't remember. Nineteen ninety nine Sonic Mania. No, it doesn't have a okay. sale price on it. But okay. Steam uh, is the nineteen ninety nine. I'm oh, not sure what. Okay. I'm not sure if there was a switch up charge on that one. And also, yeah, I don't know. Like, I didn't pay regular at the time. I bought a lovely collector's box. It's beautiful. It is beautiful. It's a Sonic. He's standing oh on a Genesis. God. Does it work? The Genesis. Oh, no. my, oh my god! god. So no. cool. And I and it it's, got, it's got a switch on. Hey, let me see if it'll pick up. Oh no, the batteries are dead. Yeah, if you leave well, batteries and things like that, they drain slowly over time. I assume it goes time. Sega. It does. Yeah. It does go Sega, yes. So Will has um, a, a Sega platform with a Sonic statue on it. Yeah, the it's one a Sonic came. standing on a Genesis. It's, it's oh my, absolutely incredible. It, it's a it. decent size, and it looks very beautiful. It is. The Sonic, it is Mania, Sonic Mania Special Edition. So what about the music? Is it original, redone, remastered? It is. Okay. Sonic 1? <laughs> Sonic CD, Sonic 2, original. Everything is as it was. Mm-hmm. Then we get to Sonic 3. <laughs> Sonic 3 doesn't see a lot of re-releases anymore. And the reason is there was some involvement in Sonic 3's music with the rumor for a long time. It was just a rumor for ages was that Michael Jackson helped do some of this music and it caused... <laughs> a rights complication in trying to get it redone that it was Michael Jackson and like some like the keyboardist for him or something that he liked to use all the time. That was the rumor for a really long time, but nobody said anything. So this this uh, remake, this re-release comes out Origins and the tracks in question. There's two or three. There's like Casino Night, Ice Cap, and I think there's one more that I can't remember right now. Those tracks are different here. Those tracks are, um, I think they're supposedly like beta versions of music for the game. We'll talk into why I don't like them here in a minute. But when this game came out and everybody was finding this stuff out, that they changed the, these tracks in Sonic 3, um, I think it was actually Yu Suzuki. Uh, the guy actually came out and tweeted on it. It was like, wow, they really got rid of Michael Jackson's music, huh? Like he just nonchalantly confirmed this shit on Twitter the day this this re-release came out. So now we know it's true, which was already, you know, it blew a lot of minds in the community to just find out that this, yeah, no, this is true. And to have it confirmed in such an offhand way. The replacement versions of these tracks do not have near the energy of the originals. And it is a real shame. And it really causes some conflict for me because Sonic 3, Sonic 3 and Knuckles was my favorite 2D Sonic game before Mania. Now it's Mania because Mania is a fucking incredible game. I don't like these new musics that they use for those zones, but I'm not 100% sure how much that's going to impact me because I'm playing through them in order. But I have listened to it prior to buying it. And it is it it is it is something of a problem. But if that's what they've had to do, because this game hasn't seen a re-release since they I don't I don't think it's seen a re-release since they did those like Sonic collections on like GameCube and PS2. Sonic 3 has been under wraps for a while. 
I could be a little wrong on that, but that's the last time I remember them being available. Like, even as downloadable titles on, like, the Wii eShop and stuff like that, I don't think they went to 3 and Knuckles. I think it just Sonic 1, Sonic 2, you know, maybe Spinball, but... So so it's it's a little bit of a of a weird bargain to get to play that game again, but this being the concession. I don't know. We'll see. We'll see when I get to it. I played Sonic CD for the first time yesterday and it it's fucking interesting. I didn't have a Sega CD growing up, so I didn't I didn't play it. I was also very interested in that game mostly um, because I had not played it before. Yeah, it has a fuck. We'll just talk about it then. It has a time travel mechanic in it. Every Get stage has three versions, past, really? present, and future. You start in the present, and then there are signposts around the map. Some say future, some say past. You hit one, and then you have a time window to go fast. You go fast, you maintain your speed for long enough, and it it's a... Uh, I don't know how long it is. It's It's... You need a significant run to get at it. Sometimes there is a little bit of platforming necessary that you've got to do and do right to get it. And then you'll get transported to the past or future version of the stage. That is awesome. It is. It's pretty cool. And the thing you've got to do, you have to go to the past version of the stage and find in the level this machine that generates robots. You have to find it and break it. And then when you clear the stage, it'll say Sonic made a good future in zone one or something. And if you go to the future version of that zone while you're in there, before you break the generator, if you go to the future, it's like it's dark, it's polluted. There's mechanical shit all over the place. But if you go in the past and break the thing, you unlock the good future version of it. And there's like birds and shit flying all around. It's sunny. It's happy. And it's really interesting because there's a lot of exploration and platforming in it in a way that 2D Sonic doesn't typically indulge in because there's more to it than just go go fast. Sonic and, abandoned 2D after a while, whereas Mario seems to have had 2D in different iterations. Even if you count the like 2D, 3D, where you're playing on a 2D plane, but it's, you know, different looking. Um do you think that Sonic had untapped potential with 2D and that they could make a new 2D? Because everything's in this. I mean, look at the new one they're doing. It's like open world 3D. Like, do you think 2D has hmm. some life in it? I mean, I absolutely do. Mania is great. Sonic Mania is fantastic. Those um, were remixes. Were there originals? There are a few original stages, okay, and there, there were, are a right, lot right. of there are a lot of twists in z the first zone. In every stage, is pretty. <clears throat> excuse me, it's pretty standard. It's a little it's a little mixed up. It's not exactly the same. But then in the second zone, mm -hmm. the part two, it's usually one two boss. That's where you'll see new mechanics introduced and mixed up. And a lot of those new mechanics are fucking great. Mm. And then there are a couple of stages that are original, I believe. I would love to see the, that those studios, those people, because none of them were Sonic Team. These were all people that had done fan projects and had worked on like mobile ports of <laughs> older games. And they made a great game. I would love to see them let loose with a new 2D experience. Agreed. Because the, the last 2D Sonic that Sonic Team made... 
Sonic 4 is god-awful, and we don't talk about it. The intro to Sonic Mania, they get into this elevator at the end, and it scrolls down the buttons. It's one, two, three, Mania. (laughs) 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 We don't talk about Sonic 4. It's god-awful, and it's ugly. Um, I think there's definitely... I a forgo- lot to do I, there. I forgot but... about Sonic 4. <laughs> I literally <laughs> did. Oh my god. I try. I try to. Oh, it was episodic. Um, it, in that there's two of them. Because <laughs> they stopped, right? Yeah, they're bad. Um, anyway. <laughs> um, yeah. Uh, so- Sonic needs to be taken from Sonic Team in some kind of custody battle. <laughs> Wow. Mania Mania has proven that Sonic Team does not have its best interests at heart. Because then uh, Sonic Team made Sonic Forces, which is dog shit. <laughs> <laughs> like the same year as Mania. Like, this is our game. And people are like, wow, that's nowhere close to as good. You did a bad job. <laughs> you, did a, you did a bad, bad thing. You did a bad thing. All right. And, uh, yeah. That's cool. Sonic, Sonic Origins, man. That so, where does where is Sonic going from here? So we we know that the <laughs> the other one is coming out. Yeah, and the movies are firing and red hot. Is Sonic is is it fair to say Sonic is good again? No, I wouldn't go that far. I'm not no. sold on Frontiers. No. Um. <laughs> no, I think Frontiers looks stupid. But I mean, like yeah. generally, like is he? Because there was a good period of time where the the thought of sonic was this is all awful okay but there's a so lot of good in sonic right now there is there is a lot of good there is a lot of positive talk around sonic sonic is in a good place right in every aspect except what sonic team wants to do with them yeah <laughs> yeah because they want to they, yeah. they just want to keep trying to do what the what everybody else is doing but put sonic in it and it doesn't work very often all right well let's move on from sonic actually you know what i think we're running a little long so i think we're going to move on from games period uh antonio you wanted to talk really quick about monster hunter right uh so something to know about monster hunters i did go back and get into the expansion sunbreak and it, it drip feeds the new content to you in a way where i've played already like Oh, at least five hours, if not like more, and I'm barely scratching the surface at, surface as it kind of gives you the new stuff. So, I've seen new areas, I've seen some new monsters, and have just unlocked like new move set. And it's mm-hmm. a it's a breath of fresh air into the game. It's exactly what I was hoping it would be, but it does take things slow. Like when you start the new game, you're not immediately confronted with a bunch of new monsters. They put like you'll usually have a board of missions and you have their optional of which one you want to do some of them and i've fought just a total of maybe three or four new ones which have all been great but i thought it was going to be like a whole like new menu of everything's fresh but they're kind of giving you harder versions of what uh, monsters that were already there which is a big part of the game is who you're fighting you know so um it's great so far i love it I am going to continue to play it. And there's just a lot of game there uh, is what is the main takeaway. And 
again, very excited for everything that I am seeing, but they kind of slow drip feed it to you. If you slow know. rolling through it. Slow rolling through it. It's good. Though. All right. Really good. Well, you can come back next month and tell us a little bit more about it. I know you're going to be really busy, so you're probably not going to have too much on your docket. So mm. you can come back and, and explain a little bit more about your journey on Monster Hunter. Before we get back to the show, we want to take a quick moment to thank our Plus members over at patreon.com slash megadads. If you're enjoying the show so far and you want to help support it, just head over to that website, patreon.com slash megadads, and you can sign up for only $1 a month. Our Plus members for the month of August are Spokes, Julie Vernetti, Emily Smith, Michael Christopher Kalinsky, Brent, John D. Francesco, Mike Salvino, Eric Jones, Brendan Myers, Estuardo Zenteno, The Snack Network, Brandon Wilson, Constantly Calibrating, Ryan Inderlead, Petey McDee, and Chris Birdo. And of course, our Hundo P Club members, who are members who have pledged a lifetime of over $100, are Tony Hughes, Timothy Alf, Andy Penzik, Bafo Yucks Dudes, Jesse Waldeck, The Nintendo Dads Podcast, Justin Masson, Dan Nagan, Johnny Casino, David Snyder, and Dave Soto. Thank you guys for your continued support of Mega Dads over the years. And now back to the show. Uh, really quick before we get to the headline news, I got to tell you guys this amazing story. Um, something that happened to me the other day. So Elliot has Elliot has been going to soccer. He's been in soccer this summer. He's got games twice a week. And they kind of shift back and forth between like what park it's at. It's all pretty local. But we went to this this game the other night and it was it was at a smaller park. There was only one soccer field and it's butted right up to a playground and a basketball court. And all the parents are like lining up their lawn chairs um, in the in the small sliver of space between the soccer field and the basketball court. The basketball court, which is occupied by big, big dudes playing hard street ball. Like they were, they were like their shirts were off. They're sweating. They got their stereo blasting uh, music, and like I'm, I'm, you know, I'm having a good time. Whatever the kids are getting set up, and they're playing like rap music and stuff like that, and it wasn't bothering me at all. But somebody, somebody must have said something because oh boy. halfway through this game, the soccer game, I look over to my wife. And I look over to the basketball court, and the music had changed from uh, hardcore rap to head, shoulders, knees, and toes. Oh, my oh. God. Happy birthday. <laughs> the wheels on the... Like, they switched their station to preschool sing-along. Oh, my God. So one of the parents somewhere <laughs> down the row must have said something. Because, you know, it wasn't bothering my ass. You know, they weren't swearing. They weren't being rowdy. But somebody must have said something that these players overheard. Because they all of a sudden were they were dead silent, just pl still playing really hard. Like, swatting the ball and dunking and alley -oop. Like, they were, they were just in it. But it was head, shoulders, knees, and toes. And it was like, I looked at my wife and I'm like, this is the greatest thing that has happened to me in a long, long time. And I was, I wanted to record it, but I also didn't want to get my ass kicked. Didn't want to do that, yeah. <laughs> but I was just so pleased 
by the way that they handled whatever happened, you know, because they could have easily kicked somebody's ass if they heard something they didn't like. But they were like, you know what? We're going to we're going to fucking turn. We're going to turn this around. And I was just dying. I was so entertained. That's nice. It was great. I mean, like I when I was younger, right, I'd go to like sports events or whatever, and I'd just be dropping F-bombs and stuff like that because I was ignorant at the time. Like I didn't like someone would tell me like every once in a while they'd be like, oh, there's kids here. I'm like, I'll give no fuck. Right. You know what I mean? And then but now I'll be at like anywhere like you know you'll see at a ball game or whatever and they'll just be like you know saying the raunchy shit be like yeah so i was swimming up in her you know and just like you know yeah and and they'll be saying swear words that i haven't heard in a long time and i'm like oh that is that's nasty and it's like and and now i you know now that i have a kid i'm like you know, and I'm thinking to myself, should I say something? It's mm-hmm. nice when you don't have to deal with that. It's nice that they would accommodate because sometimes you don't want to, you know, let your kid know what up is and, you know, what up and you're, you know. But they but they did it in a way that also kind of said fuck you to whoever they had a problem with. You know, they could have just turned the music yeah. off, but they did it in a wise ass way, which I appreciated. I thought that it was great. great. It was that's great. great. Yeah, it's yeah. good. We're going to transition into the news, do some brief breakdowns on some of the things that have been happening in the world of video games over the last month in a segment that we call Headlines. I'm going to have Will go first because I think his I think his story is fucking hilarious. I do too. I do too. Okay, so what, they're meta now, right? That's, they're meta now. That's, yeah. that's what they're sticking with. Meta has decided that their VR headset is too cheap. <laughs> and that they need to increase the price <laughs> by a hundred fucking dollars. I've never seen one. anything like this. I haven't either. I haven't seen like an existing model just get marked up <laughs> that they're still making. That's usually reserved for this is a new version that has you know yeah. some improvements to it. Mm-hmm. But no, just the the quest and stuff. They're like no, uh, they're going to cost a hundred dollars more. I starting very soon and it's like what why why would you do that it is why? it is the weirdest thing and the, fact, is. the fact that it's meta makes it even like more bizarre it's like like fucking Mark Zuckerberg needs more money right right I I heard th- I okay so I I'm not in this community I don't have one of these headsets Mm-hmm. Um, so I only get very limited, in, you know, hearsay and information from those people. One thing I heard is that some people are saying that this is a temper tantrum caliber response to the user base being really, really against the required Facebook login to use it. Because apparently they're getting rid of that. Yeah, that's they, a feature they that's being removed. Him. Yeah, they bullied them off of that, and now they're going to up the price by about a hundred bucks. So wild. Yeah, it was two ninety nine, right? And I now, believe now, so. Now, now it's like three ninety nine. Three ninety nine. Product ain't it's, any better. It's no, just it's the same. It's just it's the same more. Damn thing. It's, it's just 
they just raised the price by like what by fifty percent. What I loved um, about this story was that it it dropped about like I don't know like an hour after the PlayStation blog post about all the new features oh, yeah, the gonna new be features on PSVR two. Mm-hmm. So like you got one company you're like hey this is these are the new this is what we're gonna do that's gonna make this better and then they're like hold my beer here's how we're gonna make our ecosystem way worse <laughs> <laughs> it is it is just strange i had forgotten that it was right on the like the same day the same like the same day. morning mm-hmm. where sony was like we're you're gonna be able to turn on like turn on like a see-through mode and we're gonna be able you're gonna be able to scan the room you're playing in both features which are in the quest i believe so i don't like, know that i don't yeah so yeah it's like painting painting your perimeters yeah. so that the game will like alert you if you get too far and then it's got the external camera so that you can click a button on the headset and see yeah. the room um but yeah that's that's a choice that's a choice yeah it is now we don't have a price point on psvr2 but the two we just don't. got a hundred dollars closer together Right, we are still price prohibitive. Like it's not an impulse buy, and they have released. There are very, very cheap VR headsets that don't give like a true, you know, experience of what could be possible. So the fact remains right now that if you want a good experience that really pulls you in, you do have to pay for it. And I think we're at a pretty good price point before. That's uh, the weird the, thing is like the quest is the budget option. It's and it, the most it, accessible budget option. It's a but good not balance. Anymore. It's a good balance between, you know, because I play on a, a rift. I had gotten an o- Oculus Rift and the friends that I have have quests. And I was like, you know what? I kind of want to, I guess you could call it upgrade and because it's just different features. Like mine looks better technically, but theirs has that more freedom where you don't have that tether, uh, the right, cord yeah. attached. So I was considering for a while, you know, upgrading or, you know, getting it. And now, obviously, I'm not going to. And it makes it seem not gross. Unless you do it really soon. No, I don't they, even want to rush. Even... But people don't want to rush in and, you right. know, uh, uh, support this type of behavior. Like, they're not going to want to rush in and get a, a headset just to save the money. Like, I've seen so many people in the same boat as me turned off by the. Oh, shit. The, pr- the price hike is Monday. Oh, it's um, that soon. That's yeah, fast. no, I, I just confirmed it. It's Monday. But by the time you're listening to this, it's yeah. too late. <laughs> yeah, it's too late now. I feel bad for VR in general. Hopefully PlayStation VR 2 is coming at a good time and really pushes us yeah. into the next level. COVID now, messed uh, it up. This is messing it up. Yeah. It's odd. Um, I would, I mean, everybody has their own price points that they're willing to take swings at. Mm-hmm. If I didn't have the PSVR, the Quest would have had some appeal in it at $200 as an entry point into a VR ecosystem. I never bought one, you know, because I... But $200 for me personally, for something like what the Quest is, it's reasonable. It's it's not outright, no thank you. Because, mm-hmm. uh, yeah, like... a. That's a switch, I think. 200 bucks. I'm pretty sure. Bumping it up to three is definitely out of, well, maybe I'll get in. Mm-hmm. For me, like that is well over that line where it's like, okay, no. No, that is certainly not an investment I'm willing to make in something that Meta puts out. 
<laughs> right? Um, like they've taken the one thing that they had and thrown it away. Yep. For that, no good reason. That's that's on message for them. Uh, yeah, Antoni- Antonio, you've got some uh, updates about uh, well how Xbox is getting better. You know, they're they're at least yeah. doing some things that are improving their ecosystem, right? Every sin- every once in a while, people ask me like, should I upgrade? Right? If you're still on a Xbox One, or if you have a, a, should I buy a Series S or a Series X? And I tell them I will not be able to go back from the Series X because of the convenience of have all the features that it has most notably is the startup time right you have this ssd lightning fast starting time load time all these things and they've gotten even better recently in a couple ways that are small but these convenience things really do make an impact in the long term for those who like to have their xbox completely shut off i typically keep mine in the uh uh, standby mode where mm-hmm. it's off but it's consuming more power and it could shoot on to the uh, dashboard very quickly if you like to turn it off and save energy if you're in that mode they've now gone from cold boot to all the way up um, five seconds faster so I think it's wow. a difference of nine to was it nine to three Wait, what was it here? well Is- if it's five that would be nine to four it is some it's some amount faster it's only a Somebody couple seconds the millisecond for me right. please <laughs> and, and what you know it doesn't it, it it's five seconds faster it doesn't make a big difference right to go from yeah it was is nine seconds was the uh old time that's and, a that's a pretty big improvement though uh nine seconds is the new time i don't know fuck anyway it's only a few seconds but when you talk about you know, every day you're turning it on, you know, you're going to see a, a substantial difference, right? And it's when I first started playing games in the quick resume, I found that I was playing more games more often because I didn't have to sit through the loading screen of the game and seeing who developed it and going through the start menu and printing load and all that to get right back in there, which is something the Switch does as well with just kind of the um, power saving state. These to me are small things that are actually revolutionary in their practice because when you don't have a lot of time, um, getting in and out is is important. You know, when you know, taking advantage of the time you have, and those few seconds add up. So it's ten seconds versus fifteen seconds. I'm sorry, got that wrong a lot. But basically, it's a good thing, right? And then the other thing mm-hmm. that Xbox is doing is integrating Discord, uh, Discord partnership with Xbox. So we have a community discord check it out you can find it over uh, by linking to the megadads twitch and we have it uh pinned to our uh, bio there but discord are where a lot of gaming communities are these days and it's um a less toxic more catered to what you want to have a community around form of social media in a way right it's a hub for connecting with people and now that you're going to be able to um take a call that you have going on um, Discord or on Xbox and move it over to Discord. And it's just going to be a way to, I think one is having the cross between, right? So we want to jump on Xbox chat, right? Or I'm sorry, we want to jump on the Discord chat, right? Which is a convenience thing. But also there are a segment of gamers we don't realize that just 
get a lot of word of mouth by blending the PC and console gaming communities. Whether we realize it or not, there's a lot of people who are, you know, Discord and PC focused people and who are contemplating if Xbox is a place for them. And Xbox has been doing the work of blurring the lines and having, you know, a PC game pass uh, and having their games being cross play and, you know, cross save, cross progression. And this is like the future. So I think it's also not just using Discord, which I like at its base, which is, you know, Discord voice is, mm-hmm. is great, but also kind of continuing to blurring the lines, right? Between mixing these communities together and people who know about discord and are on discord all the time but maybe don't own an xbox still haven't subscribed to game pass who you know are not console gamers in the slightest um this is just another way of kind of i think this is a good partnership with that for them and a good thing to be doing and um yeah so little things are happening here and there um with xbox that make it just a little more convenient and Mm -hmm. i think it's it's going to be it's a good time, right? Financially, they're not doing so well. Some news came out about Xbox where they're not hitting, um, you know, their their marks. But that's going to happen. You know, it's it's going to happen due to due to COVID and due to their games not releasing. I, see, I think on PlayStation time. had the same kind of report they just came out with, and it sounded like they were losing. Or they everything's delayed, their... Adam. Okay, it's true. everything's delayed. Starfield's not coming. You know, nothing's coming. You're not playing anything ever ever again yeah a season Sorry. season just got delayed into next year and I'm, I'm sad about that that's not my story though that's not my story i'm going to talk about i want to talk about entitled gamer culture a little bit oh, in here the context we go. in the context Uh-oh. of of um the last of us part one and this game is very hotly debated on the social spaces um not even about like the quality of the game itself, but there's such a narrative right now of does this game need to exist? Which I find just weird and like dark, right? Like it, it's it's one thing to debate um, whether or not you think a game is good or bad, but the justification of does this even need to exist? I find so not just negative, but like um, insulting, I guess, to like the people whose jobs it is to create. Like you see tweets from the people who are working on this game talking about how proud they are of what they've done and the, the attention to detail and the years that they've put into it. And then they have to endure People not only just saying, uh, I don't think this looks good, but like this doesn't have a right to exist. And it, it's just inflating, I feel like more and more. You had this shit with God of War where people were just flipping their lids about when's the trailer going to hit? I, I need this. You're too quiet for too long. You better give this to me now or or else. And like you see more and more developers and people on that side of the ball getting involved in speaking up more about the harassment that they're in enduring. And I just, I find it so gross, this entitlement that people have of, of not just making their voices heard, but being so incredibly volatile in the way that they're being heard and abusive. And I'm curious what you guys think, not necessarily about this game specifically, 
but just the way that we're going off the fucking rails with how we deal with people online. Anonymity is um, a doorway to toxicity, period. And you have a bunch of, you know, I mean, we have different colloquial ways to say it, but keyboard warriors or whatever. Um, that was you know, always a favorite of mine, keyboard <laughs> When you're in front of someone, you typically would not... Um, you know, say what you would say from behind, you know, the screen thousands of miles away, etc. So the the ass kicking um, danger isn't there. So you run your mouth, right? Mm -hmm. Whereas, you know, Neil Druckmann or whoever it is, you know, they'll whoop your ass if you say half the shit that you would, right? And Mm -hmm. we shouldn't be violent, but, you know, if you're out of pocket, you're out of pocket. Back in the day, you know what I mean? You said something to someone said face. shit you get smacked yeah. <laughs> now you don't right and talk and, shit get hit yeah. Yeah, yeah so so nowadays it's just the anonymity of it too um and then people are angry and people have a lot of time on their hands right so what do you do um this it's our nature you know a lot of our nature to be angry and upset and violent and and the social media is helping right i say it feels it feels so accelerated it feels uh, like it's getting progressively worse every year and it is well if you believe are getting more and more immediate yeah yeah if you you, and go on i'm sorry oh no i was just saying i I agree if you believe the studies then it's true right these movies that come out you can find some on netflix and and different studies that are done that social media is not helping in this area right about how we act and how we react and what gets clicks right that it just so happened that people made money with the internet based on how long you spent on the page and and these algorithms just so happen to keep you on the app if you give people uh a train wreck and pain and, and all these things to look at us uh, outrage to react outrage to. is the easiest kind of engagement you can get right i mean yeah. sex isn't even it anymore it's 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 outrage it's mm-hmm. it's anger over things and it just so happens that things are getting shittier i think i mean who knows maybe they are <laughs> but um i think that we have to and and i've actually heard this recently that the anonymity has to go away like you have to have some type of accountability for what you say right because if there's never literally any repercussions think about when you do something really nasty on twitch or on in a game lobby or in a online forum ban Mm -hmm. right or supposedly but we're digital people out here so i can create another digital me in a second and be right back and it is free speech and it is um back in the day they used to say you wanted this type of anonymity because you wanted to be able to speak about your views without um fear right that was the whole one side of it and then the other side is you know okay so freedom of speech on this side and the other side of it is you know accountability so we have to find a balance i think again i don't think we can trust ourselves with it with a leash this long anymore um it's gonna get too out of control and think about being born now and not even understanding what a world was without this right um this is nothing to get (laughs) this is nothing to get mad at i wasn't on board with this remaster or remake sorry of, of, Mm. of of last of us one but the more i learned the more that I'm on board with it now. And it, but it's and not it, even like the point of the the game itself, I, I feel like is 
like it it would be one thing i'm fine with people debating whether or not this game looks good enough or if it looks like they've put enough into that's fine to me it's so weird to hear somebody say this doesn't deserve to exist or this shouldn't exist you know it's maybe it's my old age and it's just the way that i deal with things differently it's so easy for me to say something's just not for me anymore right like do you have to weigh in about your opinion on a thing that you have zero interest in you know what i'm talking like this something's wrong with the brain at that point like something's wrong with your you're like your social your cognitive like thing is 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 uh not damaged it's warped right you think it's okay to like reach that conclusion when it's obviously kind of nonsense you know and and this and this desire this need this incessant need to weigh in on a thing that you clearly have no interest in or or like there's no tie there why can't you just walk away? Why do you have to go to that that angry place? I don't know. I feel like I'm getting more mellow in my old age as everything else around me is accelerating to this to this tipping point of anger. How angry are you, Will? Like in general or yeah, about yeah, this? Yeah, in general. In general. You ever get you ever get like that? Um about Star Wars? Yeah. Yeah, it's like I mean, <laughs> if, I if somebody, I got if somebody, I got him. I got him. I'm just kidding. If somebody makes it their mission to piss me off, yeah, you know, <laughs> I'm not incapable of anger. But like, if some, but, that, but like, that's something you care about. Like, that's something you are right. attached to. Like, that makes sense to me. But to get mad about a thing that you are so detached from that you are committed to not being a part of, that's yeah. the thing that I I wrestle with. Like, I struggle to understand. Yeah, and um, stuff that I don't care about. I had to make the option. I had to make the choice to mellow myself out a long time ago. I've been at this a very long time. And yeah, I try not to get... I try, and I'm largely successful anymore, not to get worked up about stuff that I don't care about or isn't going to affect me. Right. Like this specific game it's not for me i don't it's not for me because look i i play games to have a good time and the last of us is the antithesis of that idea (laughs) that is torture porn and there there are people who like that there are people who can tolerate that like whatever man it's just not what i'm here for i think this is a weird way to spend your time and resources but I don't care. Yep. They did it. Like, is their money? Is their money to play with? Whatever, man. Mm-hmm. I, I don't care. It's I, whatever. So, you know? so, um, supposedly, Bungie is not giving updates as often on Destiny or Destiny Two because of yeah. because of actual threats. And that's I, I haven't read. It's the, fucked up. That's fucked I, up. It is fucked up. I haven't read it. You know the the citation but if you can imagine i think part of it it would be because they don't want to say that explicitly it's literally like let's get this let's go quiet i think this has been a problem for a really long time but now it feels like it's boiling to a head because finally the people who have been on the receiving end of it they're they're clapping back they're talking Mm -hmm. back about it they're talking about the things that happened 
I think this kind of shit has been going on for a pretty long time in general. I'm sure it's been increasing, but I don't think it's necessarily been increasing as much as we think. It's just the people moving into the positions that get, that are on the receiving end of this kind of shit are less and less afraid to be like, why don't you fuck off? Yeah. And they're, they're like the, why don't you fuck off is now happening in a public space. Yeah. Instead of, instead of like in an office where like, Hey Ted, come look at what this jack off has to say. <laughs> they're clapping. Back. And that's good. These people need to yeah. be pushed back against, mm-hmm. but it does. <laughs> A side effect of that is that the people who are mad get madder, but and then you've got, you know, people like that De- the Bungie and Destiny devs where they're like, look, fuck you. We don't have to put up with this. We're gonna keep doing what we're gonna do. Yeah. We're just gonna tell you about it less. Or mm-hmm. Ron Gilbert. Yeah. Or Ron Gilbert. Yeah. All right. And well, Ron Gilbert is a combative man. Yeah. I, I thought that was a good conversation. I just kind of wanted to talk about that. Yeah. We don't we don't typically have heavier conversations like that on this podcast, but it's something that's been that I've been dealing with, you know, my own mental health yeah. this year, as I think we kind of all are. Um, and it's just something that I, I thought would be a good conversation to have. So I, I think in the best case scenario, this could be fairly close to the peak and we start seeing it die down as the people on the receiving Maybe it will. I can hope that it will because I choose to be optimistic sometimes. Just not about <laughs> me personally. But um, where these kinds of responses, though, they can call, they can pro- provoke further anger. They can, on some levels, remind you that there is a person on the other end of this. Because mm-hmm. most of the people who are clapping back, like, are the people the individuals rather than like the corporate account, like the company's not clapping back at you. The company's not going to take you to task on Twitter. They don't do that. Right. You know, for whatever corporate reasons they have, I'm hoping that this can remind people that there is a human being that has to deal with this. That doesn't even make the decisions that upset you. And I I don't think it may not happen right away, but I'm hoping that this can be the pushback that starts things to simmer down a little. We don't understand the problem enough. We we have to do the research and understand the the personality type that is truly toxic and angry. What makes them tick and the why? And if we can figure out the disarming strategy, because I've heard well, all you got to do is if people say something toxic, you just you know humanize yourself, approach them again, and ask them. You know they they will disarm if you involve yourself in a more of a like you're saying a one-to-one human thing i don't see any studies come out yet that say that this is effective right like they want attention is our thought process right they want they thrive in this toxicity they think it's fun to troll but we need more information we need to learn and, and and figure out what to do and then we each have to make it our own personal responsibility to act in, in a good way on social. And we honestly, we have to dig into the algorithms that put these people through the kinds of media and outrage culture stuff that they're, that they're exposed to because yeah. we have to, we have to vet that shit. We have to start vetting that shit because that's how you take a teenage, like that's how you take a kid that doesn't fully comprehend that the person he is yelling at is not the person he's upset with. 
and you take that, it's real easy. It happens lightning fucking quick. That kid gets run through a pipeline on algorithms on every social media platform that tries to streamline itself to the shit that you want. It puts him through this thing, them. It puts them through this thing and they just walk out the other side somebody who thrives on feeling that way wow. and genuinely believes that everyone is out to get them well that the people that they are upset with are targeting them specifically and people like them well, and it, tur- it there's this whole you know victim mentality and shit well that is so true great great point like that we're very well said and and that's what you, we've learned with all these, again, with it coming out that, oh, they found out as a fact that social media is making us this way or affecting young ch- uh, children's perception of themselves and self-esteem in this way. And this is how the algorithms work, that, yeah, the toxic person is getting shot to the top and they're doing it on purpose for money. Because people just need to hang out in the Mega Dad's Discord. That's under the Mega Dad's Discord. Under the Mega Dad's Discord. Of the time. <laughs> oh wait, Birdo's back. Never mind. Twenty nine percent of the time. Speaking of Birdo, let's call him up in the elevator because he is this month's producer popping. Well, la de fucking dot. Would you look at this fucking place? Look at this new headquarters you guys got here. Man, I tell ya, you fire one streamer like a year ago, and y'all take his salary, and you guys buy this whole ass Mega Dad's tower here, and you hire yourselves a freaking uh, assistant. What's her name? Mar 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 Marble Red Mae Sub Mabel Mar Mary Joseph something. Anyways, y'all, I mean, would you look at this fucking place? Man, y'all, y'all, this is, this is looking pretty nice. I'm surprised y'all let me in the building after the last time I came to visit. You guys, do you remember, do you remember that when we went, when I came over the last time and me and Antonio and Will, we got into that scramble. Remember, we were, we were outside. Right, and we were having a barbecue, right? And then your neighbor was outside. She's like, oh, hey, hey, neighbor. And then I, because I was drunk, was like, hey, fuck you. Do you, do, do, oh, man. Yeah, yeah. The, you, you know, the restraining order said that I wasn't a, allowed, um, you know, back or whatever. But the, the, the good thing is, is I can't read, right? So, you know, uh, I was just in the neighborhood. Right, and I I saw, you know, like an audition sign in the window, and so I figured I'd I'd stop by and you know check out the new space. And I'm telling you, I really am quite impressed with with Mega Dad's tower. You know, uh, I mean it's not quite you know Avengers Tower or, or anything like that. You know, not nearly as auspicious, but you know it's it's not it's not bad. The, the the sex dungeon like you have a sign in the lobby and it's just like sex dungeon you know fucking you know in the, whatever so I mean that's that's cool I guess that's an employee perk so uh, so I guess I'll just like leave my application with with Mabel then I guess I mean you know I I didn't know 
what I was going to say to you guys when when I came inside. You know, I knocked, and I again, I wasn't really sure you guys were going to, you know, let me let me see you guys after you know after you know the whole restraining order and the you know, hey fuck you you know to the neighbor, but um, you know I just I just felt like I could stop by. You know, say hi to say hi to Adam and, and, and Antonio and, and the rest of the guys, uh, you know, JB and, and, and Nick and, and everybody, and uh, just just see how everybody was doing. You know, I've missed you guys. Uh, you know, I, I I miss being at the top of the Discord leaderboard. You know, that's that's always a good time. I've kind of kind of fell off that on a on account of being a selfish, you know jackass but i've just been busy with life and and work you know uh you know i moved last year at the end of last year you know i've got i got a new girlfriend and 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 stepsons and and a new job and responsibilities and you know a drinking problem and it's just a whole you know it's a whole thing so anyways i don't want to keep you know you guys too too busy I, i know you guys have a lot more renovations uh, 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 to do, and I'm sure you guys have plenty of, of, of applications to go through. So, uh, you know, I'm not gonna, I won't hold it against you guys if you know I don't get, you know, you know, preference, preferential treatment or anything. Uh, but I mean, I'm just saying, you know, maybe think about it. Um, I can, I can probably clean up, you know, my act. Uh, you know, maybe. Um, I just, you know, that neighbor of yours was just such a. I mean, who's that chippy? You know. At noon, on a Saturday. I mean, honestly, what a bitch. Anyways, uh, thanks for letting me check out the the space, and uh, I'm glad to know that my salary, former salary, is being put to good use. So that's that's good. Uh, if you need me, um, I'll be breaking into the sex dungeon though. So, uh, all right, we'll talk to you guys later. Bye. Welcome back to Mega Dad's Live. Thank you so much, Birdo, for joining us in the producer pop in. If you want to be a producer of Mega Dad's you want to be a member of Mega Dads Plus, all you got to do is go to patreon.com slash megadads. Join Mega Dads Plus for only $1 a month, and you can be on the show, just like just like that bushy-faced bastard. <laughs> <laughs> well, that sound right there means we are at the end of the show. This is the caboose, where we come at you with a recommendation of something that we want you to to experience something we think you might enjoy outside of the world of video games, a recommendation that we have. And I'm going to go first because I have been, I watched a thing that I think a lot of people have been, have been dog shitting on, um, on the internet. And I want to provide a positive take on what this thing was. I watched the resident evil Netflix series, which is a weird thing this this is a completely different kind of resident evil than you are expecting um it is a far more uh i want to say approachable resident evil more grounded in uh day-to-day drama but also including zombies and monsters and shit the reason that i'm going to recommend this the most first first of all i really enjoyed it i liked the fact that this took resident evil flipped it on its ear and did something completely unexpected while also calling back to the source material in some pretty interesting ways. Um, But the other reason is I watched this series with my wife who doesn't like video games, doesn't know shit about Resident Evil, but she was sucked into this. She really enjoyed it. Uh, It tells the story kind of in two halves. It goes back and forth every episode from the current 
uh, the current timeline before the big outbreak happens, and then it flashes forward to the future after the zombie apocalypse has happened, and it kind of bridges. It's it's one story, and it kind of bridges the gap between what happened then um, to to get to where we are now in really compelling ways. Uh, it stars Lance Hendrickson as Albert Wesker. Yes, Albert Wesker, the 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 sunglass wearing villain from Resident Evil One and Resident Evil Code Veronica. It is a very very different take on the character um, that kind of gets explained later on in the series. But all in all, you have to go into this with the open mind that. You are going to recognize Resident Evil in this show, but it is not Resident Evil like you know it and like you're going to expect it to be. I found it a really uh, compelling show. It's got some pretty good gore, some decent action sequences, um, and just really interesting characters. I, I really liked the fact that I didn't know where they were going, but uh, at the same time, like there are lots of callbacks. It's like, hey, that's Chainsaw Guy. With the with the burlap sack over his head, he's not at all chainsaw guy from Resident Evil Four. But like, I recognize that. Uh, there's a callback to the Moonlight Sonata piano puzzle from the first game, in a way that is completely different. But it's like it's like a wink to folks like me who have been with this series all the while. Go into it with an open mind. I really enjoyed it, um, but I know a lot of people haven't. So I wanted to provide like a positive take on this. So it's the Sonic Which- movie approach spread out hey. into a series. Yeah, kind of. This is, yeah, yeah, I guess that's a pretty good way of putting it. Uh, it's, it's, it's not still exactly g- what you expected it would be, but, but it's still, but you, it, it, it winks at you sometimes. Yeah, you've got to It's probably less and less openly, but mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I, I think I that's it. honestly the way to go with this kind of thing. I liked it. You know, I watched the Welcome to Raccoon City movie a couple months ago, which was like a direct. Uh, direct recreation of the first and second game that thing was fucking awful that thing was horrible and they tried to be they tried to be as faithful to the games as possible and it was a dumpster fire this was just like it it takes the foundation and it makes something new and i like that well what you got in your caboose uh you caught me in the middle of a very good stretch i do apologize for that i think the thing outside of games that I've watched over the past month that made me the happiest is the Bob's Burgers movie. <laughs> now, I meant to go watch it in theaters, but I just never got around to it. I was too busy. Like, I wanted to. I rarely do that anymore. I wanted to, but I didn't get to. Because I love Bob's Burgers. I think Bob's Burgers is a fantastic program. This movie did something that taking an animated show and making it a movie, it's usually not a great idea as if you if you take it as a whole because like especially if the show is going to keep going it's usually not a good idea because in the movie the stakes get raised really really high and then you're going to go back to the weekly format where things are just kind of you, you have to go back to normal now right <laughs> and that's a really hard thing to do and a lot of things don't handle it very well at all it's almost like the movie can't exist with the series at all I think this movie really kind of manages to sidestep that problem. It is a longer story. It is a bigger story, but it is not a catastrophe. Like, it's not raised so high that it feels weird to go back to normal after this. And then you compa- you lump that in with it's just really good. If you like Bob's Burgers, it is more of Bob's Burgers. <laughs> and <laughs> it, but like, it, it doesn't try to be anything else. It's the same show that you like the whole time 
down to its musical numbers don't feel weird at all. I mean, sometimes, but the show does these. They happen. And God help me, I have never needed a completely fictional person to succeed more than I need Bob Belcher to succeed. Amen. That character resonates with me so goddamn hard. There is a scene in this movie, like the the thing, the inciting action, the the sidewalk in front of their restaurant has fallen. It's a sinkhole, <laughs> and <laughs> you cannot get in the front door of the restaurant at this point. They are trying to funnel people in through the back, through the alley in the back to get them in because they need to make money because they're struggling financially, which they've done the entire series anyway. But there's this scene where Bob is laying awake in the middle of the night talking to Linda, his wife, healthiest relationship on television, by the way. And he's just like, oh, my God. Oh, my God. I've killed us. I've ruined us. I've this stupid thing that I've done, this stupid idea to do this thing on my own. I've ruined it. I've killed us. I don't know how many times I have lived that scene. Mm-hmm. And it sucked. It like it was a it was genuinely difficult for me to watch. I sat there, I squirmed, I made sidelong eye contact with my wife the whole time. Like, oh no, I don't need this. I don't need this <laughs> in my animated film, sir. But I love it. I find these characters well, I find Bob and Linda very relatable and I enjoy their their interactions very much. The stuff with the kids is the stuff with the kids. It's maybe a little more Louise heavy than I like, but whatever, man. It's not my problem. It's funny. It's a good movie. I love Bob's Burgers. It's funny. It is funny. <laughs> All right. Bob's Burgers. What, it's just called Bob's Burgers the movie, I suppose? It's, it's the Bob's Burgers movie. The Bob's Burgers movie. All right. Antonio, what you got in your caboose? All right. Paint. All right. Take a room. Okay. <laughs> take a take a room and just freshen up your life. Just go I, an accent wall. Just pick one wall. Do something bold, a color that makes you feel something, and and have at it. That's my caboose. That's my recommendation for y'all. I want you to do like an HGTV inspired video for Mega Dads, where it's like you, it's Flip Antonio's house. You know, where you're just. You're going to like home goods and picking out candles and shit. Like, I want to see that. <laughs> you don't want to see Do that. a dramatic reenactment of selling your house. Oh my God. <laughs> I could do a stick figure thing. It'll be good. All right. Well, that's it. Thank you everyone for listening to this episode of Mega Dads Live. Remember, if you're a member of Mega Dads Plus, this show is not over. Please make sure you head over to your members' exclusive podcast feed for your bonus content, which we call Mega Dads Live Plus. If you're not a member of Mega Dads Plus, Like I said before, just go to patreon.com slash megadads and sign up today. Also, we want to tell everyone that the next episode of Megadads Live will be episode 100. Holy fuck. Who thought we would have got this far? We have a great show planned for you as well as an awesome celebration event that we are planning for September. Um, It's going to be hand in hand with our fall preview of what we do every single year so we've got a lot of good stuff cooking over on the youtube channel make sure that you're watching us on social um you're in our discord following along because we're gonna have a lot of announcements coming up it's gonna be a great time we want you to be there so make sure you subscribe to that channel youtube.com slash megadads join us right now that's gonna do it for us this month for will 
for Antonio. And for our wives who are waiting for us to finish, thanks for listening. We'll see you next month on Mega Dads Live. <laughs> <laughs>